All right, what's up, guys? And we are live. Welcome to Fed Reacts. We got an important episode today, a special episode today. First female serial killer, Aileen Warnos. We got a lot to cover. Let's get into it. A special agent with Homeland Security Investigations. Okay, guys, HSI. This is what Fed Reacts covers. Defender Jeffrey Williams and Associate Weissel did commit the felony. So here's what 6ix9ine actually got. Secretary conspiracy. This attack shifted the whole U.S. government. This guy got arrested. Espionage. Okay, trading secrets with the Russians. John Wayne Gacy, a.k.a. the killer clown. Okay, one of the most prolific serial killers of all time. Killed 33 people. Zodiac Killer is a pseudonym of an unidentified serial killer who operated in Northern California. serial killers, guys, they really get off on getting attention from the media. Many years, Jeffrey Epstein sexually exploited and abused dozens of minor girls at his home. It was OJ working together to get Nicole killed. We're going to go over his past, the gang ties, so that this all makes sense. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to uh, Fed Reacts. Uh, I am here. We're going to be covering Aileen Warnos. Uh, I got a special guest in the house as well. You guys may or may not remember her. She hasn't been here for a bit, but. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I know you missed me. I've been seeing your comments and yeah. They, they said that I got rid of you, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I read that. There's been like conspiracy theories about it too. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah, I'm here. Uh, we're finally covering Alien Werners, which is highly requested. You guys, um, real quick before the show, um, I'm going to start to be more active on the Instagram and i need you to follow us there it's at fair reacts because i'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be posting um the question box so you guys can like drop your request because i'm getting like all you know like i'm getting a lot of dms from you guys and it's hard to keep track of them so it's way easier for me if you just drop them in the question box and then i'll just like write them down and i'll i'll do it like as, as a kind of like a voting thing like you guys can vote which ones um you want to like you you want us to to do uh, every weekend and uh yeah i'll do ju just polls and stuff so you guys can like you know interact with us on the instagram cool yeah she runs the instagram guys so um you know questions comments uh uh business inquiries or whatever um angie's gonna be on there she's pretty responsive as well so um you know if you have any questions for me or her it's a good way to reach out to us um but try to keep it um fed reacts related if it's fresh and fit uh it would you know i can go ahead and obviously angie will pass the message but try yeah. to uh, use that for fed reacts so that we don't get bombarded um but uh, yeah, anything, Angie, you want to say before we yeah. do? Also, don't sell me pictures. I don't want to see them. And <laughs> to the ladies that want to send pictures for Myron, send them to Myron directly. <laughs> because it's not Myron that, that runs the Instagram and some ladies have been sending pictures there that I really don't want to see. So please send it to Myron. Keep I'm, sending them over there. I'm sure Myron will appreciate, I'm sure Myron will appreciate um, the nudes that I'll be receiving. What the hell? Hey, yo, I don't... I, I don't <laughs> like... I think she's messing around because girls don't be sending me news like that, but whatever, Ben. I mean, uh -huh, yeah, right. and, I, and I don't have access to FedReacts. Like, Angie is the only one that has yeah. access to it. So, um, I, I should probably log it on my phone, but she may, mostly runs it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send you what I've been receiving. No, no, no. Don't send it because I know you. Nah, this, it's, I heard they're not that attractive <laughs> from what she's been saying. So, yeah. Anyway, um, they might be doing that just to try to troll you because they know that you run it. So no. they're just like, oh, yeah, let's no. piss you off. 
no i'm sure no it's yeah. not to no it's not for me to troll me i'm yeah. sure it's for you oh, but shit. anyways <laughs> anyway um so yeah guys today we're going to be covering aileen warnos um you guys have been requesting her for quite a bit this is the first i would say conventional female serial killer um there she is okay uh she's pretty crazy looking aileen carol warnos born at pitman February 29, 1956, uh, died October 9, 2002, was an American serial killer in 1989 to 1990 while engaging in street prostitution along highways in Florida. So she quite literally... She belongs to the streets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed that Serka stole... Serka, uh, if you ever watch this, uh, like, give back the hat of She Belongs to the Streets because ever since <laughs> Juice stole it, I haven't been, uh, you know, I haven't been able to use it. So, yeah, give it back. Come back to the show. And I'll get it, it back, back from him. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, along highways in Florida, she shot dead and robbed seven of her male clients. Wernos claimed that her clients had either raped or attempted to grape her and that the homicides of the men were committed in self-defense. Wernos was, was sentenced to death for six of the murders. She was executed on October 9, 2002 by lethal injection after spending more than 10 years on Florida's death row. In the feature film, Not Monster, which actually me and Angie watched this. A uh, good movie, guys. You guys yeah, should watch it. It's great. Um, Wernos' story is described from her first murder until her execution for her betrayal of Wernos. Charlize Theron won the Academy Award for Best Actress. Yeah, yeah pretty good Charlize movie, guys. Theron, she's great in that movie. There was one clip I was going to play for y'all from the movie. Me and Angie was actually wa we're watching yeah, it together. And we made the decision that we would probably not. It's not a good move. It's too graphic. It's way too graphic. But... Um, for some of you guys that want to see, it's the scene where she kills her first person. Um, what's his name again? Uh, Richard Mallory. It Richard was Mallory. A, sex, a sex offender. Yeah. So and apparently he raped her. Yeah, he attempted to rape her, and uh, she ended up, you know, letting that he boy know what time it was. He didn't but, um, attempt it in the movie. He raped her in the movie. Yeah, in the movie, exactly. Yeah, but she did. Well, you know what? We will we'll talk about that late, yeah. later about what was actually true and whatnot. But good movie, you guys should see. I was going to show you all that scene, but I was like, nah, this ain't YouTube friendly. Um, so yeah. Um, one thing I will give Andrew credit for is that, um, I'll be like, yo, let's show this. She'll be like, no, nah, this will get banned. And then I'll watch it again. I'll be like, all right, damn. All right, okay. Cause, yeah. <laughs> Cause sometimes I don't be caring. I'll be like, man, let's just yeah. play it. I don't care. She's like, no, it's going to get the amount of times that they're not going to want to, you're not going to get the video, the reach. And I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> so, um, so she, she'd be uh, reeling it back sometimes. She'd be giving me good advice to keep the channel, uh, from getting in trouble. Cause if it was up to me. I mean, y'all saw me yeah. on Sneeko stream. <laughs> he doesn't give three Fs. I don't, I don't care, bro. Man, he doesn't I, give three Fs. Man, about, it'd be, it'd be about uh, yeah, for, for this. And then also, um, and then Fresh too. You guys be giving Fresh a hard time and shit. But Fresh really do be caring about, obviously, protecting a brand and shit like that. But for me, I, I just be like, yo, this is funny. Let's do it. I'm like, bro, we'll get banned. I'm like, all right, fine. So I got to give Fresh's credit, too. Because Fresh, if it probably would, we would have been banned probably a long time ago. Yeah. If it wasn't for Fresh's intervention Facts. at times. Facts. So um, anyway, yeah, I'd be coming up with crazy ideas on the side uh, for stuff that we want to do. I do got something funny planned when uh, Nick comes on. So we'll see. Oh my god. <laughs> don't say nothing. Uh <laughs> don't say nothing. All right, we got uh Joe Cole here goes uh RIP to Joe uh Lindner, aka Joe Statics, a true young uh legend in the fitness world. A shame that he never got to interview with you on FNF. Yes, I didn't know him personally, guys, but I did see the outpouring of support. Um, you know, obviously it's always terrible whenever someone loses their life. But from what I understand, he was young, he was only 30 years old. So recipes to him. And uh, my deepest condolences go to his family. From what I understand, he had taken 
the jab jab if you guys know what i'm talking about shortly before his his uh passing i don't know if that's what it was but i hope they do an autopsy and get to the bottom of it because i mean he was a fairly healthy guy so i don't see why someone like that would um you know die suddenly but yeah my condolences go to him and his family and uh, rest in peace to him uh ramon vargas and angie yeah she's here don't worry y'all saw her uh Marin, you finally told chris to shut the fuck up on the last f and f yeah i mean man okay so so it's so funny that that gets you guys hyped yeah because because some so it's here's the thing with chris it's it's a love and hate with the audience like some people love his jokes and his inter, uh interventions uh, intervening with, with when girls say dumb shit or whatever it may be and he makes fun of them whatever but then other people are like yo i hate this guy like what the hell so it's a love-hate relationship sometimes Man. he intervenes a little too much i'll admit this but yo at the end of the day guys you got to remember for all you guys that keep saying, oh, Myron, uh, what the fuck? Like, your staff sucks and your team sucks. You guys got to remember that I started with Chris and Fresh, and I'm going to end with Chris and Fresh. You understand? I'm not going to fucking turn my back on them just because we became big now, and I think that I'm better than anybody. No. We started this together. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it weren't for them. We wouldn't be successful as we are right now if it weren't for them. And, at, you know, when... Push came to shove and we were getting attacked and the worst of the worst was happening to us and everyone wanted to come and, you know, try to get a piece of fresh and fit and talk shit and all this other stuff, especially during 2021. It was me, Fresh, and Chris against the fucking world, okay? Mo came after the fact, right? And Mo's obviously a member of the team and I love Mo as well. But I started with Fresh and Chris and it's going to end with Fresh and Chris, I don't care what any of you guys say. Oh, Byron, your cold sucks. You can't talk. Chris, everyone says what they're going to say. Whatever, man. You guys want to call me loyal to a fault? If you're my friend, if I came up with you, we're going to come up together. That's why even to this day, all the RP creators that we worked with in the beginning that um, worked with us when we were nobodies, I always make sure to bring them back on the show because I want to make sure I share that success. I don't just climb the ladder and retract the ladder. I keep that ladder extended for the people that helped us get there in the first place, man. So, you know, I think that's a foreign concept nowadays in 2023 where everyone is just trying to leapfrog over each other and not help out. But um, loyalty is big to me. And um, being with the people that hooked you up in the beginning or were with you in the beginning, that's very important. So if you don't share those same values, that's fine on you. But I think that's an inherently – hold on. I think that's an inherently <laughs> masculine trait to um, – to stick by those that are with you when they didn't have to stick by you. Sorry, go ahead, Angie. Um, I was gonna give you a don't remarkable, but I don't have a stream button. It's okay. I'll give myself one. But that was, that was a great speech. I don't, I don't have to say that Chris is funny sometimes, guy. Like I will never forget when he told the girl. And Manu, I mean Manu, it's very straightforward with these girls most of the time. But there is this time that still to this day, every time I remember, Chris said to this girl, like, the only the only reason that you are here. It's because we need Byrdy for the show. And this was a chubby girl. And they kicked her out. It was so funny. That clip, if you guys remember that episode, you should watch it. Which is really wait, wait, he said the only reason you're here is because there of... was a chubby girl on the couch. Like it, we, I think she had like red hair or something. She was like chubby and black. And he was like, uh, Oh, the one that was talking about police brutality feminist. and shit? Yeah, the feminist girl. She was, it was like, yeah. you're feminist. The only reason that you're here is because we need Byrdy for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah chris got no chill i know some of y'all hate it but um it is funny how he be roasting the girls sometimes even though the, the girls be like what'd you say yeah. <laughs> so um it is what it is man but yeah guys that's 
that's what it is. It, it's it's kind of shocking to me how many people say, like, Myron, bail them. You could do so much better, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's like, no, I'm not going nowhere, bro. Seriously, I feel like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, like, I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. Yeah, man. So it is what it is, guys. We, we, we started together. We die together. It is what it is, man. Uh, can you do the case of Tyrone Hassel, an army sergeant that got set up by his wife and her lover? Um, okay, um, Andrew, will write that one down. And then also, I want to address this real quick too, with um, because a lot of you guys have asked me to like react to Adam 22 situation with his uh wife doing a sex scene with another individual. Um, look, man, I know Adam personally, uh, we talk off air. And I'm just not going to comment on it because he's a friend of ours. We get along with the guy. He's a nice guy. And I don't think it's appropriate for me to do so, especially when the whole internet is taking this as an opportunity to, to attack him. So I'm just not going to do it, man, because I was in that I was in that position before where everyone was trying to make a quick buck talking smack about um, FNF and all the false allegations that we had already debunked. So, yeah, man, you know, they say do, uh, you know, treat others the same way you want to be treated. I was in that position. It sucks, and I'm not going to do it to somebody else. That's all, especially someone that I've worked with before that I um, get along with. Uh, Major W for the Scott Ritter episode. Thanks, FNF. Thank you so much, uh, Dink Boss. That was a really good episode with Scott Ritter. And just so y'all know, the people that like said the stuff that they said about Ritter and you know those allegations or whatever, understand that um, a lot of it is false. It's not what you guys think it is. Wikipedia is incorrect about a lot of the information. Scott Ritter's talk, sp spoken about it extensively and debunked it. So um, I didn't bring it up on air because, quite frankly, if y'all really feel that way about what happened to him, he has explanations of it on the internet, and I wanted to keep the conversation positive, high IQ, talking geopolitics at some of the highest levels. I mean, this guy was a UN weapons inspector. He was there in Iraq. He actually was the one that was that um, verified that Iraq did indeed not have um, weapons of mass destruction back in like 98, 99. So we went to war with Iraq for no reason. Um, we went over why, why we went over, went to Iraq, which, you know, to be honest with y'all is because them boys, right? Uh, and of a certain state that can be mentioned, but regardless, it was a great interview. One of my favorite interviews. Um, I do got some stuff um, planned as well in the future. Um, I'm going to try to do, you know, I'll give y'all a Fed Reacts exclusive here. We're probably going to do a collab with Clayton Morris out of Redacted. Um, because I really do like uh, the work that they're doing over there. I like the, um, the alternative um, news space where you're getting um news from you know people that are outside the mainstream media because at the end of the day man the mainstream media is owned by them boys and uh you know a certain narrative is pushed out and if you don't know that at this point you know i don't know what to tell you um but you got to be able to get your media from different sources and be able to you know take pick and choose which what you think is accurate or factually based and what isn't so um so yeah shout out to those guys over there redacted uh collab coming very soon um, okay. Can you do Shutter Man or Michelle Blair? Okay. And you can write that down. Um, shout out from Columbia, John Paulos, American citizen that killed his girlfriend in Colombian territory. That would be a banger. I haven't heard of none of these cases that y'all are mentioning, but Angie, have you heard of that one? No. No? Okay. All right. Um, I think they did an SVU episode based on this. They might have. 
Um, welcome back, Angie. That's from jo Joel uh, Ruiz. Thank you. Um, then we got here. Shout out to my favorite YouTuber, Fed Reacts. Keep sending Angie pics. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, NSA, my just looking through your messages and holy, I knew you and Angie were into that freaky shit, but goddamn, son. Come on, nigga. That, that's yeah, how I know. No. That's how I know you ain't looking at my messages because we don't talk about none of that stuff on, <laughs> on text message, man. Come on. NSA, do better. Do better. You got the wrong phone. You probably looking through Fresh's phone. <laughs> you got Fresh. We got Fresh uh, talking to one of his chicks. Uh, Martin, your loyalty is God tier, and I want to know. I respect that because most people nowadays don't have this level of loyalty. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's it's weird to me, man, because I was talking about this shit. I'll never forget. Ooh, go back in time. Uh, I actually remember when I was in Romania. Right, we're sitting in the in the uh, in the war the war room there. Right, um, in the cigar lounge, me, Justin, Tristan, Andrew. And we're talking about like just how the world works and, you know, making sure that you have certain alliances with people and, uh, you know, always sticking true to your people. And like we're talking about like the masculine tenements, whatever. And one of the ones that we're like missing nowadays and loyalty was a big one where people act in their own self best interests, even if it puts someone that they're friends with or close with uh, in a bad predicament. And I always looked at that and thought that was weird. Because and then and then and then what happens is once like the 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 you know the rainstorm ends they'll come back and act like nothing happened and I'm like God damn like if you're gonna kick someone when they're down you sh you don't deserve to be there when they're up so um but this is kind of something that I've noticed with like the Gen Z gen uh, population and it's like oh you're loyal to a fault or you're stupid or blah 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 when did being loyal to people make you stupid I think that's what makes it so honorable is that you're doing what others are not willing to do when times get tough. That's what sets you apart from everyone else. You know what I mean? And that's why uh, a lot of you guys like looked at it. Like I was crazy when I talked about the, you know, whole Abba and Preach situation. It's not about, Oh, I met you one time. Cool. That's fine. If you're going to take that example and say, Oh, I met you one time. I don't owe you anything. That's fine. But then don't go around and purport yourself to be someone of high integrity and moral character. Because if you're, you cannot say in one sentence, I have high integrity and moral character, then on the other hand, turn around and insult someone that invited you into their home. That 100% that conflicts with each other. And a lot of people agree with Abba Preach, like, oh, you only met him one time, blah, 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 bro. Like, well, they don't owe you shit. That's fine. They don't. You're right. But don't purport yourself to be a fucking, you know, on the moral high ground and talk about all this. I'm holier than thou BS when you're a snake that will go ahead and do what's required to make money. Okay? So... That's my issue. And my thing is, I don't insult people that I've worked with before, um, even if they've crossed me, because I know you guys have probably seen that I've had people that I've collabed with or whatever, and we don't get along anymore. But that's fine. I'm not going to make a video talking shit about them. That's weird. Um, but that's just kind of a lost thing nowadays in today's generation, especially with you Gen Z guys. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe I think it's because we live in an Internet society now where there's no longer physical consequences for behaving in that way. But it used to be, you know, you talk shit about someone that, you know, right? Uh, and you guys know each other and then they find out they're going to pay you a visit and you're going to have to deal with a knuckle sandwich. Right. But nowadays there's not, there's no physical consequences for treachery, you know, which I think is a big reason why people behave the way that they do do. So it is what it is, man. I mean, like I said before, I'm not mad about it. It's just that people are different. That's really what it comes down to. Uh, so I appreciate that C Mills. Um, 
and, and I'm always going to defend my friends, like uh, MLD, Andrew Tate, whatever. When people come in and talk shit about them and attack them, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. I know these men in person. I know how they are. I know they're of good character. Um, and that's it. You know, that's how I look at it. I don't, I don't let other, you know, pressure from others influence how I move. And at the end of the day, that's a trait that all of you guys should have anyway. You should never let outside influence dictate how you move. If you have your morals, your... um conditions of how you live your life you stand on that and you don't care what anyone else got to say and that will help you out in other facets of your life for example most people in the united states are fat lazy obnoxious don't have money broke social uh woke and all this other bullshit well that's politically correct and socially accepted but guess what we don't operate on what's socially accepted over here we operate on what's optimal and a lot of the times being optimal means you cannot do what everyone else is doing and be a sheep you have to do stuff that goes against the grain but going against the grain is difficult because you're going to get pushed back you're going to get insulted you're going to be ostracized whatever it is but you know what having the spine to do so despite public pressure to do otherwise is what differentiates you from everyone else and that's what that's what masculinity is being able to stand up for what you believe in and not let other people bully you into a corner or make you say or do things that you don't want to do My, the reason why i'm so loyal is cuz i'm not afraid of what the fuck other people think if i know you and i fuck with you i don't give a shit what nobody says about you i rock with you and that's all that matters and i think if more guys had that mindset we'd have a better world uh out of 22 always sneak this is fnf though uh not really man i've show me a clip uh, we do a podcast on Stephen Avery making a murderer. Let me know if you need any help. I live about 30 minutes from where it happened in Manitowoc. I have it written down. I have that for a while now. Uh, send me a DM on Fat Reacts if you have anything that can help with the, with the, yeah, with the stream. That's good. Cool. Uh, Dicot goes, we officially charged Tate, but word of me, I ain't want to U.S. Embassy while on free top G. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Dakot. Let him go, man. Y'all know it's bullshit. Um, that's crazy, Myron. I watch Redacted Daily. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're a good channel, man. Shout out to them. It used to be called like Morning Invest. It used to talk about real estate, but then they uh, switched on over to the uh, uh, alternative news um, uh, genre, and I think that's great stuff. Um, Cloud Stripe thoughts on the greatest story never told. <laughs> I've been watching it, guys. That uh, I've been watching it. More on YouTube. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, I also watch Europa as well. Um, where are we at here? Um, Michael Meestroke, uh, $1. Appreciate that. The Jizzler. I see what you did there. I think you should see what Tristan said about them boys because you make it seem like every one of them boys is evil, which obviously isn't true. Bro, this is what I mean when I say people lack critical thinking skills and are low IQ. When did I say all of them boys are evil? We've said it a million times. Actually, if you watch the episode that we did with Ryan Dawson, we literally said it's a specific sector that does a lot of the things that they do that impact the world, if you know what I'm saying. It's a very small percentage. It's not all, bro. Come on, man. Like, did you watch um, one of my best friends at college that saved me from getting jumped was one of them boys. So absolutely, it's, it's a very, as with any race, by the way, with any race, every religion, there's always a small subset that does dumb shit that fucks it up for everybody else, bro. It's never the entire thing. So Jizzler, come on, man. Get out your feelings, bro. You sound like a bitch right now. Um... This is what I mean when I say people lack critical thinking skills and are soft. Hi, Marlon. Hope you are well. I've been leveling up. Thanks, RML. Appreciate that. Anus. Thanks. Uh, Ryoko goes, new favorite bottom is the I apologize to absolutely no one. Yeah. And gave a fuck you to Anus and Rich. I was crying. Can you play that for us, please? I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize 
to absolutely nobody. <laughs> That's all the haters. Uh, Itachi Uchiha goes, Sup, Myron and Angie here working that 12 hour and looking forward to tonight's show. Keep me entertained and be enlightened. The vid, uh, the vid, the, the vid chat, chat. Come on. I, okay. I, I, I think he knows what typo. Uh, St- Stove God Puff goes, We appreciate your morals, but Chris be interrupting the flow of the show. We love seeing him put in check W. Myron, W. Angie. Don't worry, guys. I mean, he'll chill out. Sometimes that Henny comes out. Is it possible to transfer from Fed Civil Service to Fed Law Enforcement? Yes, absolutely. It's actually easier. Tell Derek MPMD to get the other GM owner, Chris, from Good Looking Loser on the pod. Knows everything from multi-million dollar business to getting girls. Yeah, a shout out to um, Chris from Good Looking Loser. I used to um, look, at his, look at some of his content from back in the day. Speaking of which, I'm drinking some Gorilla Mind uh, Tiger's Blood right now. Um, we got to deal with them. Shout out to them, guys. If you guys want to go ahead and get some Gorilla Mind products, uh, use Fresh at the checkout for a discount. Um, let's see here. Uh, Chris should know better to keep it professional. Sometimes it's too far and looks bad on him and the show. Big W for loyalty. A fresh needs to learn when to interject and how to articulate better. And they're working on it, bro. They're working on it. Uh, Myron, your book, Why Women Deserve Less, is great. Have you considered writing a follow-up? Um, we got to translate in Spanish. Shout out to Angie, by the way. She got yes. it done. She got it done. Um, I'm going to put that up here fairly soon. Um, I, I thought about writing a follow-up on how to... Um, how to, uh, basically how to navigate the new normal when it comes to dating and dealing with women, whether it's uh, using Instagram, dating apps, whatever. Basically, a book on how to appropriately source women. I might do that. Um, but that would be a project I'd do at the end of this year or later. You did say that you were going to write a book saying why women deserve nothing. That, uh, that one is going to be the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be – book number two is going to be why women deserve even less than why women deserve nothing. That will be three. Uh, howdy, partner. Texas Rangers here. Shout out to you, my friend. Uh, school Scooter goes, I'm two hours into Europa. I need to scoot over there. Okay. Um yeah, bro, don't tell anyone that you go, like, I wouldn't brag about watching that movie uh, publicly to your friends. I mean, I'm on YouTube, but it is what it is. Y'all know, kind of, right? We have our little subsector here on Fred Reacts. But, uh, yeah. Uh, have you seen Doc Aileen L? And- life and Death. Oh, oh Life and Death. Killer. Have yes, I watch it? it. Okay, I've never seen it. Yeah, it's good. Angie, it's on YouTube. Okay. Um, Jared Choi, five bucks, appreciate that. Them Boys CIA, F and F, a.k.a. Ape and Peach. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Red Bull flavor? Mm, sugar-free. Sugar-free. Yep. See, she already knows. Uh, I like Chris and Fresh. Henny Chris is gold. Yeah, Chris, you know, Chris got to be on the, the Henny. Uh, have you heard of Jesse Lee Peterson? And what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I have. He says some funny stuff. He's a God-tier troll. I'm probably going to bring him on the show. Uh, I'll reach out to his people. And um, we were actually, fun little fact for y'all. About two years ago, when we did our first um, No Jumper interview, was it two years ago? Yeah, almost no, like yeah, almost two years ago. Uh, we were when we were in LA, we were supposed to do an interview uh with Jesse Lee Peterson in the studio, but we ran out of time, guys. Because as y'all know, me and Fresh hate LA. We don't like to be there longer than we have to. So we got we ended up um we wanted to do he hit us up like on our last day there and we couldn't squeeze it in. We had to go do something else. So and we already had our flights booked and everything, and we really don't want to stay in LA longer. So we left, but we had an interview planned, but we couldn't make it. So um, but yeah, we're going to do that collab. I think he's hilarious. Um, and then I know y'all keep asking for Tommy Sotomayor. Don't worry. It's coming. Uh, we just got to iron out some stuff. And then this week we got, uh, we got Nick coming on Friday. That's going to be crazy. Uh, and we'll see what else happens. All right. I got me... something for that. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, I'll read the rest of these chats and then we'll get into the show. Yeah. And thank you guys for being patient. Yo, know, Mara, keep exposing these 304s in school and meant to do better. Broke six figures and improved my mental health after watching you on Fresh Fit. We got you, bro. Don't be soft. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Angie Surbad, is she number one of your girls? No comment. Uh, much respect to you, Myron. Uh, 24 make 100K as electrician, but the housing market is outrageous. One mil average. Uh, what do what to do live in Canada, by the way? Um, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Canada's a failed society. I would, I would get out of there if I had the ability to do so. Y'all president is running you guys into the ground. Uh, I mean, Biden is not much better, but Justin Trudeau is virtue signaling pussy, man. Like, seriously. Boom, Boca! I uh, love everything you and FNF team do. Y'all leave Chris alone. He's protecting the quality of the show as w- any good producer would go. Cool. And uh, can y'all cover the 2017 Las Vegas shooting WNG providing value? Yes, we will. We definitely will. Um, yeah. That one is a crazy one. And the North Hollywood one, too. You'll be oh, yeah, the bank robbery, too. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, th- we, we've, uh, we've watched a couple of documentaries on that one. The problem with the North Hollywood one is that the, the documentaries that they have on it, like, they suck, bro. If I'm yeah. going to be honest, like, they just suck. Yeah. They just suck. They're not that good. The same thing with, uh, what's that Marine's name that went crazy? Yep. What's his name? Uh, which one? The DC? Is it Chris Dorner? Oh, Chris Benoit. The black dude. No, not Chris Benoit. The, oh, the Chris black... Dorner, yeah. Yeah. Like, him too. He's another example of, like, good story, but the documentaries on him yeah. suck. So I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to put you out of sleep, you know? Uh, at the end of the day, this is about educating and entertaining you guys in the same uh, situation. But anyway... So we covered who Aileen Warno says, guys. I got a um, documentary here that we're going to play, a couple documentaries. We're going to go over, start with Aileen Warno's uh, um, childhood, which you guys are going to see here. Is, um, it's pretty fucked up. Did you have anything, Angie, before we get into this? No. Let's All right, go. cool. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into it. And this comes from the Serial Killers documentary. Shout out to them. Um, let's go. Eileen Warnos's start in life as a poor beginning is truly an understatement. It was an awful beginning from the time she was born, February 29, 1956, as Eileen Carol Pittman. One of the few good things in her young life, ironically, was that her biological father, Leo Dale Pittman, never got to know her. Pittman was a psychopathic child molester who hanged himself in prison in 1969. That's her dad right there, bottom left. When his grandfather died of throat cancer, his grandmother spoiled him even more, baking him cakes. Damn, goddamn, look. Uh, kidnapping in the first degree, grape. Yeah, not, not too good. That's a Pittman Leo Arthur. And giving him money. In his teens, he returned her love and kindness by beating and abusing her. One of his favorite games was to tie two cats together by their tails and throw them over a clothesline to watch them fight. What Her the mother fuck? died. Bro, what the hell, man? Like. <laughs> Anne Warnos married Pittman when she was 15 and bore him two children in Rochester, Michigan. Eileen's older brother, Keith, was born in 1955. Diane divorced Pittman less than two years into the marriage, a few months before Eileen was born. Diane was afraid of Pittman, and with good reason. Diane found the responsibilities of single motherhood unbearable. And in 1960, she abandoned Eileen and her brother Keith, who were then adopted by their maternal grandparents, Lori and Britta Warnos, in 1960. They did not reveal that they were, in fact, the children's grandparents. Eileen discovered the truth at around age 12, information which did not help an already troublesome situation. Lori Warnos drank heavily and was strict with the children. When Eileen and Keith discovered their true parentage, they rebelled. 
1962, at age six, she was severely burned while she and Keith set fires with lighter fluid. Although she recovered, she was permanently scarred on her face. When the doubled-over belt flew down onto her bare buttocks, little Eileen railed against her father, petrified and crying noisily. Sometimes she lay face down, spread-eagled and naked on the bed, or her whippings. Eileen was sexually promiscuous at a very young age, and later told the police that she had sex with Keith at an early age, although acquaintances doubt the story. Eileen was pregnant at age 14 and said, so I've talked about this before, right? I've always said that trauma typically ruins women and it builds men. Obviously, you know, with men, right, it's, it's, it's a amount of trauma that you can actually handle. But, um, right, like, obviously there's some trauma that you just can't get over. But you guys can see here that this is obviously forging her to become uh, a more calloused and um, eventually very rough serial killer in the future. But, yeah, really tough upbringing, guys. Um, the girl started... Um selling sexual favors uh, since she was like 11 for really? like cigarettes drugs money at 11 11 years old yeah Damn. It, i mean child. that makes sense why she became pregnant, pregnant at, 14. at 14 yeah yeah man and so from a, a, a friends of her grandfather so an old man damn yeah guys really really uh sad stuff here then this is what happens with bad parenting man like it, bad parenting affects women way worse than men it's really bad and to an unwed mother's home she had a boy who was adopted in 1971. Fortunately for the child, Eileen did not end up raising him. In July of the same year, Britta Warnos died, supposedly of liver failure. Diane, Eileen's biological mother, believed that Lori killed her. Eileen and Keith's truancy and pregnancy put Britta through a lot of stress, and she had started to drink heavily again. The night of Britta's death, she was having convulsions. If there was culpability on the part of Lori, it was the fact that he did not call the ambulance in time because he had no money. Eileen, known to friends as Lee, dropped out of school, left home, and took up hitchhiking and prostitution. In the next few years, Keith died of throat cancer at the age of 21. Lori committed suicide, and Eileen headed for Florida. Um, when Eileen was... Goddamn. Eileen actually edited... Uh, I don't know how to say this, but her brother gave her some money after he passed away. He gave her like $10,000 of insurance and she spent it on a new car and some, and she paid it like in some debts and stuff. But uh, she blew the money because she, two months after Stupid. she uh, crashed the car and didn't have any money anymore. Goddamn. That's yeah. why women deserve less booking stores and ninjas. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to have like a field day. With yeah. <laughs> um, now this is crazy right here. Let's check this out, guys. This is wild. 20, she was hitchhiking when a wealthy 69-year-old yacht club president named Louis Fell picked her up. He fell in love with her instantly. Stupid. When they married in 1976, the news was Stupid. actually printed in the society pages. This was a real stroke of luck for her, but she was too wild and destructive to understand when she had it good. She treated Fell badly, got into bar fights, and was sent to jail for assault. Stupid. And um, this is what I mean. A lot of times, guys, right? So this controversial take here, but I've said this before. I'll say it again. Typically, when you take a girl that's like super promiscuous, that comes from a rough background or whatever, and you treat her well, she doesn't know how to deal with that. And what she's typically going to do is she's going to punish you for it. This is why I told y'all don't commit to girls that are 304s or she belongs to the streets because they're used to men treating them so poorly that 
when you treat them good, they're going to treat you like shit in response because they know deep down in the back of their brains that they don't deserve this good treatment. They know that they don't necessarily deserve chivalry. That's why a lot of times girls that punish chivalry, right? Especially when you're like a guy that's like doing what you're supposed to be doing and you got your shit together. These are girls you don't want to take seriously, bro, because they're used to dickheads treating them like shit and they know subconsciously they don't deserve a good man. So this guy right here being a simp ends up marrying this chick, can't wear her, and he gets punished for it. I tell y'all all the time, yeah. promiscuous women are terrible people, man. I, I hate to say that because they have to go through a lot of trauma a lot of the times to become that way. And that trauma fucks them up and it uh, hurts their ability to be with and stay with a man long term. Is this every single girl that's promiscuous? Of course not. There's always going to be exceptions to the rule. But nine out of ten times when you deal with a girl that comes from some kind of sex worker background or super promiscuous or a prostitute, stri a stripper, OnlyFans girl, blah, 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 whatever the hell it is, she's a sex worker. She's going to punish you for treating well guys that's just a game i wish it wasn't that way but that's how it is man so do not take these types of women seriously because you're gonna end up like this dude right here falling in love like a stupid and then get punished for it needless to say in a month or so after the marriage fell realized his mistake and had the marriage annulled <laughs> for the lucky for him god damn it the next decade she lurched from one failed relationship to another engaging in prostitution forgery Theft they, and armed robbery. They didn't ahead, say what Andrew. happened. I mean, what? They're missing details. Yeah, they're missing so, why he broke up with her. You want to tell them why he yeah, broke up with I her? Yeah, I mean, he, she got arrested. She got arrested a, a lot of times, but she got arrested because she had a, a kerfuffle. I will say kerfuffle, a problem in a bar because she threw like a... A, a what a, problem? She, I just said a, a, a word there. A kerfuffle? Okay. <laughs> she, she threw a bottle to a bartender's head, to a bartender's head, and she got into a yeah into a fight and okay. she will do this often so she will get arrested often but what happened is that it, the husband uh, filed a restraining order against her because yeah she was going crazy and she because she used to beat him with her his cane because this was an old man <laughs> to get money from him so <laughs> yeah she used yeah to bro uh, yeah she does she, the, she told you the truth she said whoop his ass with his own cane bro yeah <laughs> to get money from him because she will ask him for money and when he wouldn't he will when he will refuse she will just beat him with a cane <laughs> she turned that shit to street fighter bro just <laughs> yeah, bomb, bomb. give me the fucking money god damn it so uh, yeah, she turned turning the guy on that bitch. But yeah, man, that's why he bro that's why he uh, divorced her, cause she literally used to whoop his ass with his own cane. Could you imagine that joint? Like you you sit in there, he's like, oh, where's my cane? Yeah. I can't get up off the couch. She just walks in with the cane, just starts whooping your ass with it. <laughs> Give me some money, bang! Just hits him over the head, like, bro, that's a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my cane's missing. Oh no, not again! She just walks uh, in the room. Give me a hundred dollars. No, I don't have it. Bang! Just hits him with a cane. Man. Oh man. Okay. Uh let's anything else you got? No, that's it. All right. Okay, we had too much fun with that. But <laughs> along the way, she tried to commit suicide. Emotionally and physically, she was a mess from the drinking and doping and self-destructive lifestyle. When she met 24-year-old Tyria Moore at a date. Oh Lord, what the hell is that? Is that even a person? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I did, I knew. Yeah, I come did, on, man. Yeah, come gonna... on. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know? Y'all yeah, know that, uh, that you, rock song? You see, this was a very, a very uh, like, a shock for me because I saw the movie before <laughs> I even knew anything about Alien. Yeah, because in the movie, 
it's the girl Christina is like, it, yeah, the actress really isn't that pretty. ugly. Yeah, but she's then when really you actually pretty. look at the real girl, like, bro, uh, hold on, I'm about <laughs> to pull this up. That's man. what happened to me. You got that, catfish, but <laughs> yeah, like, hold on, let me pull, let me show y'all the the girl. It's Christina Ricci. Yeah, Monster I think her name is. 2003. Um, Wernos girlfriend, right? And it's it's 2003. Um, hold on, so. This is the real girl, and that's, right? Yeah. And then this is the girl that they use in the movie. So, again, not that great looking either. However, at least, like, this is somewhat bangable. Like, what is this creature over here? Like, bro, what? What? <laughs> what? So the movie did that on purpose where they made the, 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 you know, the lesbian lover a bit better looking in the movie for obvious reasons. But if they had used this, they probably would have lost some money at the box office. So, yeah. um yeah and she she actually was the girl in this relationship because uh aileen was like the more masculine the provider one. yeah the more masculine one and so yes. she will provide in the relationship so. yeah um but yeah this is the the girlfriend tona gay bar in 1986 aileen was lonely and angry and ready for something new for a while it was great ty loved her and didn't leave her she even quit her job she got a mullet bro bob as a motel maid for a while and allowed Lee to support business in the front party in the back with her prostitution <laughs> earnings. Their ardor cooled, however, and money ran short. Still, Ty stayed with Lee, following her from cheap motel to cheap motel with stints in old barns or in the woods in between. Lee's market value as a prostitute, never spectacular, fell even more. Their existence, meager though it was, became ever harder to maintain. Clearly, something had to change. Richard Mallory, like. All right, so now we're going to get into the first murder here. Uh, and I got this right here for y'all. Um, hold on. We're going to go right here. So this is how she starts to get, uh, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. We're going to talk about how she basically started getting Wait, money now. Before, before we get into the first killing. Um, yeah. She actually got into a lot of trouble because, as I said, she will get arrested a, uh, a bunch of times but these girls had a system right so um alien will you know beat somebody in a bar or whatever but she will use uh tyria or ty to to bail her out to say like she was a witness in the fight and she didn't do anything so they will do this like they were like a team and i'm quoting my my girl bailey siren here they were like a team because they they uh, ty will help her to get out of, of jail and that's how they will you know get in and out into problems i was gonna yeah you'll see it in the movies okay all right uh let's see here so we're gonna go ahead and play this clip here um and, uh, and which explains how um basically aileen started to get money more besides just you know the prostitution all right uh i'm gonna here's the thing guys i already know that this documentary is kind of they're gonna be like um hitting me with the, they might hit us with the uh what's it called when they um when they pause it or whatever we're live streaming on twitch as well um and um yeah so <laughs> if it goes down y'all know where it is the twitch i'll put the twitch link in here mods can you do me a favor put the twitch link as well just in case but i'm going to be pausing it and giving commentary because you know with these some of these documentaries they might be like oh you, we're gonna turn your stream off so yeah that the law was thrown against her Around 1.25 p.m. on May the 20th, 1981, 
a 25-year-old Eileen turned from petty crime to armed robbery. And in top now, keep in mind, guys, there's a lot more pressure on Aileen to provide for her new lover, right? So, because she doesn't have to just earn for herself, she's also got to earn for her uh, her girlfriend. So, she's not just and she's getting them hotels. They don't have a place to really live. They're they're like going from hotel to hotel to hotel. So, obviously, that puts a lot more pressure on her to not just earn for herself, so that she could deal with her own drug and alcohol problem, but also for someone else who also likes to drink and party, and she used to spend a lot of money on booze. And they need, she needs to go ahead and put roof over their heads because this girl at the time didn't necessarily have a job and she was uh, young and like a runaway from home. So let's get, let's keep going. Intoxicated Warnos took a 22 caliber handgun into a convenience store, held the clerk at gunpoint and demanded money. She was promptly arrested by police and imprisoned for three years. Prison would be something of a learning curve, really, because she would have actually mixed with other criminals. Find out what ordinary criminals are really like, and her more chaotic approach to crime was probably seemed a lot less organised. She would have defended herself quite vehemently with her flying temper and ability to sort of oscillate her moods. All right, another thing too about Warnos that you guys are going to notice when I play some of her clips during interviews and stuff like that. Very erratic, doesn't really plan shit out, just does it on the spur of the moment, which is eventually going to lead to her downfall and how she gets caught. But um, anytime you got someone like this that's extremely erratic, um, doesn't necessarily plan things out, just does it off how they feel, etc. You know, obviously female nature, right? Um, it's going to be extremely volatile and it's going to lead to some very violent and crazy encounters. And she is no different. Go ahead. Um, well, also it's is also because she wasn't a psychopath. This is the difference be between a serial killer psychopath and a serial killer just for like, you know, like like we said before in, in other episodes, women kill for, they don't kill for passion, they kill for, for, you know, a motive or anything. So she wasn't a psychopath, guys. She wasn't killing because she wanted to kill. She was killing because she wanted to get something out of it. So... Yeah, that's also why. I think also because she robbed them and she didn't want witnesses as well. Yeah, because uh, was she wanted to thing. get something from them. And, and and she had a deep disdain for men at this point. Uh, yeah, that's that's so so. Yeah, she also like she she was uh, the misandrist for real. So <laughs> yeah, uh, let's keep going. But she would also have probably found some solace in females and perhaps realized that her own sexuality was not one hundred percent heterosexual. In 1983, age 27, Eileen was released. I think she was heterosexual. I just think that she started to really grow um, contempt hate. for men yeah. and hate for men in general because of her profession. And I've talked about this extensively before, how um, prostitution hurts both genders because what ends up happening is each gender sees the absolute worst in the other. So, for example, from the female perspective, you're seeing men that are strange, weird, perverted, socially awkward, you know, not the typical charming, charismatic guy that you would want to be with in the first place, hence why they're paying for sex in, in, in the first place, right? So um, so you see that man is nothing more than a wallet, and you're kind of like just doing it as a means to an end to get your money, and you really hate the experience. And you start to grow resentment because a lot of these guys have resentment themselves towards women, and they want to defile you, treat you like crap, you know, get like a weird, kinky sexual experience. You know, um, they're very perverted. So like from the male perspective, right, 
you don't like women because they don't give you attention. They don't, you don't get that nice nurturing side from females. You have to pay for it. So when you do finally get a girl and you're paying for it, you feel like you own them and you want to defile them. And then from the female perspective, when you are dealing with a man, you're dealing with, you know, the worst level of guy. A lot of times dudes that are desperate that don't get women in the first place and they're treating her like shit. So both genders really get to see the more animalistic evil side of the other because both parties are engaging in sex without any type of real emotional connection and it's strictly monetary and when it's strictly monetary the man feels like he's entitled to get uh you know Whatever abuse out of the girl mm -hmm. and then the woman feels like okay i'm getting money from this guy but i don't really want to be here so it's really bad for both parties and i know some of y'all are all about no they should legalize prostitution it'll make things better blah 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 fine you could you can have your political beliefs on it or whatever but what i am saying is that both parties end up disliking the other party even more so this is why a lot of girls i don't know if y'all noticed it on the show i um, mean there's a lot of interesting um i'm noticing as we're doing this podcast there's a lot of like crossover between fresh and fit and this alien warno's case uh with female nature mm -hmm. but if you guys notice when we bring girls on that are only fans chicks or strippers or girls that are involved in sex work especially sex work that puts her in front of a man where he has the ability to touch and deal with her a lot of them start to grow resentment towards men in general um and they say i hate men or i dislike men or blah 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 or speak about them in a disparaging manner because let's be honest they're dealing with a very unique subset of weird strange perverted individuals that see them at their workplace right so um this is why you know sex work typically hurts both genders it makes yeah. men hate women because they see the dark side of female nature and then it makes women hate men because women see the dark side of male nature um, do you have anything? Yeah, here you go. Um, this guy said, Esco971. Aileen Werner was a sociopath. You're right. She was a sociopath because she was created by society. And when I say was society, it's because all the factors in her childhood and in her life made her uh, make, made her kill. So that's that's the definition of a sociopath. Yeah, she had a very, very bad background, mm -hmm. as y'all saw earlier. And quickly fell straight back into a hitchhiking booze-fueled life of crime. From childhood, she had progressively engaged in drugs, alcohol, to a very high extent. And yeah, since 11, you said, right, Angie? Since 11, 11 years old, she was 11. doing that? Yeah. This became, if and you she, like, she was a sexual daily. Active, uh, even, even before. She was sexually active she, when she was like eight or nine. God because she, was, she got raped by her, by her grandfather. That's why, that's why, yeah. Terrible, man. Absolutely terrible fueling of her behavior and her sustenance um often these would be probably used as currency for her prostitute Actually, behavior sorry, she would have been but i don't know if they will mention that in here because it's a it's a bunch of details that i'm trying to remember but the grandfather will do like barbecues and parties and they will let him they will let his friends abuse of her when she was a child wow yeah. craziness man what the fuck much of the time drunk and, and engaging with new individuals she would probably have found this to be a style of interacting of entrapping in and let's keep it all the way 1000 here man like look at her she looked crazy bro she's not even like good looking whatsoever so like imagine the caliber of guys that are going up to her trying to smash giving her money bro it's probably fat loser dirty yeah. hillbillies lower class men that are of a you know of lower socioeconomic and social status strange awkward weird these are dudes that are probably paying her for box 
And so she's dealing with like the lowest level of male. So of course she's going to start to resent them because they're pieces of shit more than likely the guys that grabbed her. I mean, one of the guys that grabbed her um, was a rapist. The first guy she killed was an actual rapist. Yeah, Richard Mallory. Richard Mallory, which we're going to show him here. Yes. Mm -hmm. What? Oh, yeah, convicted, right? Yeah. So, you know, not to obviously excuse her behavior, right? Because obviously you never, there's never an excuse to kill someone. But regardless, right? Unless it's self defense. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that she's not good looking. So, of course, even in her case, she's dealing with the worst of the worst men. So, I mean, I'm not surprised she became a lesbian. That's all I got to say. <laughs> individuals by getting them to buy drinks to get them both drunk when she could actually come to her own. By the end of the decade, Eileen's crimes would include murder. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and get into the first murder, my friends, which is, uh, I have the timestamp here. Right, right there. Um, did you have anything that you wanted to show, um, Angie, here? Or? Um, I have the victims here. Okay, yeah, you know what? Here, I'll switch it to you. We'll get his uh, picture up on real quick. That's okay. the first guy right there. Yeah, you want to talk is, about that? This is the the, the convicted rapist, uh, Richard Mallory. Um, I have something in here. So she killed her victims with a twenty two caliber pistol, which is which I have it in here. Wait, um, I think it's in here. I have it. No, it's in the end of this. Wait. This is the gun. So this is this is the gun that she used to kill her victims. And this is where the police found. Um, this is the gun that the police found in the in the river that you can see here. Because she threw the, she killed the guy and threw the gun, and then she will like steal the car in every like in some mm -hmm. of the some of the cases she will steal the car and take it or just like use it for like. Can you enlarge it a bit? Hit like Control Plus sure. or something so that people can get a better look at the gun. Oh, she's gonna do it for y'all right now. Bam. All right, there you go. It's all rusty and messed up now. There you go. I I I don't remember correctly, but I think in the in the movie she got the gun uh from one of the guys that you know the one of her clients. So okay. yeah, uh, I don't I can't remember what I was saying. Okay. But yeah, yeah, she will use she will steal the cars and like leave them somewhere in the wooden areas where uh, she yes. will like leave the the corpses and or she will just steal the car and use it for like a couple of weeks and stuff gotcha all right so we're gonna go ahead and go into the the first murder here guys which is of uh richard mallory uh right around this, this gun must be heavy right Marin? uh yeah, is... yeah i mean it's it's a shitty little 22 so it's not that crazy but yeah yeah um okay let's go ahead and roll the clip On November the 30th, 1989, 51-year-old electronics engineer Richard Mallory picked up Eileen Warnos on the highway. That is a big... You're going to show the, the scene of the movie? What was that? Are you going to show the scene of the movie? The scene? No, 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 not for this. It's oh, too, you can it's show it like a little bit, no? Nah, it'll, it's too graphic. When I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, it's way too graphic. Again, the one that you showed me first, not the one that it shows the grapes, the one before that when he picks her up and like make her pay. Oh, uh, and pays her. Stuff. It's a movie, it's okay, fine because well, they, they might hit us with a copyright for playing that. Okay, so yeah, but right. yeah, I, I do heavily suggest you guys watch the movie. It's called Monster 2003. Um, good film that kind of that's pretty factually uh, accurate. Some of the stuff isn't accurate, like for example, how her girlfriend too looks. Dramatic. 
Yes, yeah, so obviously some things are dramatized, but yeah, some things aren't as accurate. Like for example, her girlfriend. Like, bro, we all know that she looked terrible, but they try to make her look <laughs> less terrible in a movie. Her actual normal way of engaging with a, with a male uh, was one of getting drunk, uh, of offering herself as a prostitute, of taking as much money and perhaps even stealing the odd item and being abusive. But she'd also habitually taken to carrying a gun. Maybe Mallory made a slight move uh, in, in a dominant way that Alien didn't like, but however it was. And just so you guys know, um, Florida is a very pro-gun state. Um, actually, matter of fact, I think yesterday or two days ago, they just uh, into, uh, signed into law or went yeah, into yeah, effect. Yeah, send it to you. Yeah, you don't need a, uh, you don't need a uh, gun Not permit to, uh, to carry a gun in Florida anymore. So you can conceal carry with no gun permit here. So Florida has very lax gun laws. So everyone here has a gun. So it wouldn't be, I know some of you are like, wait, why is this woman carrying a gun? Florida. Not that, eh, not that big of a deal. And granted, her her um, profession, of course. Yeah, you probably should carry one anyway. Was configured. Aileen took that extra step and shot this guy. Then decided that she was going to make sure he didn't speak to anyone and made sure he was dead. Six weeks later, Mallory's body was found dumped in woodland north of Daytona Beach. Heat and insects had taken their toll. The body was badly decomposed. And just so you guys know, whenever you're in here, here, you know, actually someone talked about this here. Um, the thing about Florida, guys, is if, if the person's body is left out in the wilderness, you only got a couple oh, yeah, of days. Yeah. It's going to it's going to decompose immediately. And you're not really going to have much evident, uh, much evidentiary value left over after the fact uh let me see here if yeah, this is it because of the of the humidity and yeah. the climate and, and the animals the yeah and the animals too i'm trying to find yeah the first where they two, show i think this. it was the first two victims were very like heavily decomposed it was this it right here and difficult it, yeah. yeah to know you have i think it was somebody before, yeah. laying there dead that's someone's loved one yeah so, it does have an effect hold on I think it's right. 43 from the town of Winter Garden stopped to pick up a woman hitchhiker. The woman was Eileen Warnos. The job of investigating Spears' death fell to the Orange County Sheriff's. No, hold on. Wrong. This isn't the guy. God damn it. I got to find it. But either way, you guys get the point. Um, that obviously um, no, having. That's why we first at the beginning that it showed. This guy, that. this first guy? Mm-hmm. Wait. Well, this is the reenact. Oh, yeah, this is the reenactment of them it shooting. Wasn't, it wasn't until the third victim that they picked up. It was like a serial, serial killer, and on the loose. Body because, was found. Yeah. Is this in Florida's heat. That's a long time. For oh yeah, there you go. Okay, so rewind it a bit. Oh, late. Two weeks later, his body was found. In Florida's heat. That's a long time for a body. <laughs> Detective Bob Kelly took charge. Kelly, once a Boston cop, had recently come to Florida to the Volusia County Sheriff's Department for a change of climate. Now Kelly was learning what the climate does to corpses. We lose a lot of evidence due to uh, both insect and animal activity in the state of Florida. This particular one was in November. We were a little luckier because the uh, it was cooler. In the middle of summer, we'll lose a, a body in a couple days. Uh, the northern states don't have to battle with that.
yeah, guys, the heat, the humidity, and then honestly, the animals is what like messes with it the most. So from a crime scene perspective, that's a nightmare because all your evidence is getting pretty much eaten by bugs and, you know, um, what's the vermin and all these other um, animals that will just go ahead and eat the skin and eat parts of the body off. Right. It's kind of graphic. I don't mean to disgust you guys, but yeah, this is like a homicide investigator's nightmare, man, because you are not going to be able to retrieve DNA evidence, fingerprints that might've been left at the scene. All this stuff is going to get destroyed Mm -hmm. by the temperature, the wildlife, the humidity, et cetera. Uh, Let's see here. And then there was something else I was going to show y'all. Actually, you know what? Here, we'll keep playing this. As often as we do. And we do lose a lot of evidence on uh, crime scenes because of decomposition. But as far as working homicides or any kind of violent crime, it can take its toll and you have to learn to tolerate it. Doesn't mean you accept it. Doesn't mean you are numb to it. You just learn to tolerate it and understand it. But you have to be able to put up a barrier. And if you can't. Yeah, you definitely have to have a very strong stomach for doing these types of investigations. It can absolutely put that take a toll on you. Um, Can't take work home with you a lot of times in that situation or you're going mad. Um, Okay. Oh, yeah. I have have done that before. It's not fun. It's not fun, guys. Like dealing with a with a corpse in the composition, it's horrible. You've dealt with it. What the hell? Yeah, studied medicine for a year. That was my first year of medicine. Oh, did did they bring their bodies? Yep. Oh wow, was it Venezuela? Anatomy, yeah. Oh, Anatomy man. class. It is different. Yeah. It's Venezuela hard. different. They out here bringing real human bodies to y'all, man. Yeah. Holy, okay. Uh, they probably killed freedom fighters or some shit and like I that. I also had to do my internships in like forensics, so I also had to see uh, dead people. God damn. Shout out to Venezuela. That's how they do it. Hey, yeah. we got some new bodies who killed some freedom fighters. Y'all want to go ahead and uh, dissect them? Um, <laughs> that's literally how we... <laughs> yeah, that's probably how I got y'all bodies. The dictators just killed them and be like, all right, here you guys go. Oh <laughs> <laughs> These guys try to lead a, a coup or an insurrection. They they were protesting, yeah. so we decided to kill them all. Here you go. Here's some fresh Actually, meat for you Actually, they were usually criminals and homeless people. Oh, wow. Criminals and homeless people. Yeah. Wow. Or like people that were victims in like criminal scenes or something like that. Damn, Venezuela different. I once had to see a baby. Oh horrible. wow! Yeah. Damn, Far Venezuela good. is on some other <laughs> shit. All right. Using a twenty-two caliber handgun from her purse, Warnos had unloaded four shots into Mallory's chest and back. One bullet striking his left lung, causing a fatal hemorrhage. Before fleeing the scene in Mallory's Cadillac, Warnos stole Mallory's possessions and covered his lifeless body with a piece of carpet. I always feel that the the first in a series of murders tells us a great deal about... So, luckily, she did um, put carpet on him, so that probably, you know, kept the animals and the elements from destroying the evidence too as, as quickly, but... Obviously, they're going to find a way to get to it at some point. But uh, but yeah, uh, from an evidentiary standpoint, obviously, a lot of the rich evidence is going to be gone within a few days. Uh, the pattern of murders will develop over the next few weeks, few months. It can clearly be an accident, that first murder. But if the person isn't stopped as a result of that first murder, what they begin to realize is effectively they breathe out. They're holding their breath because they're expecting to be arrested. And then when they're not, 
they breathe out. And for some killers, by breathing out and not being arrested, they interpret that as, well, let's do it again. It's a little bit like taking a hit of a drug to which you become addicted. It's similar to what happens in the brain to need more and more and more until you just can't get enough. All right, so I'll hit some of these chats real quick, guys. Um, let's go ahead here. We're doing a good job so far of staving off the uh, YouTube being like, oh, we're going to go ahead and pull this off, blah, blah, blah. Oh, by uh, the way, guys, before you get into that, um, talking about not getting enough, uh, I'm doing my research on Michael Jackson, so I'm, we're probably going to break him break him down soon. So, yes. Oh, yeah, Michael MD Jackson. is coming. Is it going to be a one one episode thing? I don't think so, no. Because no. he got charged I, more than once. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to have to cover like his story and then go into the trials like little by little. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. It's deep. Fair enough. All right. Um, all right. So we got here. Uh, Texas Rangers goes, yo, Myron, thoughts on Texas, bro. One of my favorite places, man. I would, uh, guys, if it was, if I wasn't here in Miami, I would be in Houston, Texas right now or Dallas. Uh, nice. We'll be on Rumble. Be careful. YouTube will snipe your channel. If so, i.e. Sneeko. Uh, yeah, we, 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 uh, we, we stay in the guidelines here. Fed reacts. Don't worry. Ken Rose, five bucks. Appreciate that. Jose Perez goes, AG, don't ever let up on these broads next one day out of line. And man, y'all got to bring Blueface on here one time. Okay. Appreciate that. I don't know if Blueface will come on, but I, I don't know, man. I, I, I told y'all before, like, I don't have a problem with Blueface personally, but like, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from rappers, bro, because like, yeah, they, they, they just, they just don't give good interviews. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Keep it a thousand. For the work it takes to get them on the show, they don't give good interviews. I just got to keep it all the way 1,000. Like, you know, shout out to Adam, right? He's able to get them on and do interviews with them, but I can't do that shit, man. I can't stomach it. Like, you know, they come in with their entourage. They smell like weed. They, uh, do. they don't give good interviews. They, a lot of times they're high or under the influence of something. Um, you know, uh, you can't ask them certain questions because sometimes they got legal cases pending. Like, bro, it's just like, it's not, it's just not fun, man. It just really isn't fun from an interview standpoint, the content quality th that, um, that comes out of it. And then the effort it takes to get them on is not worth the content that you get back. It really isn't bro. And honestly, I'm trying to have higher IQ conversations. I'm trying to bring on people like Scott Ritter, uh, you know, obviously Ryan Dawson, um, whether people like or dislike Nick Fuentes, he's very smart and intelligent. I want to have guys on that are really interesting um, intelligent individuals where we can have high IQ conversations with y'all because to keep it a thousand with y'all, obviously talking with the girls gets annoying and monotonous, even for me. So obviously people like that. It's entertaining. Cool. We'll have those discussions so you guys can see in 4K female nature. At the last episode we did, even though it was frustrating and annoying, you guys saw so many different um, things in female nature right in front of your own eyes uh, on that panel. So that's great. Because you guys are able to kind of like learn that and use that and kind of see like this is why you just don't negotiate with women. It is what it is. Like even if you present a very factually sound um, argument or point, they're going to go ahead and revert to their feelings and say, I don't agree with that. Why? Because I just uh, and they just go to their feelings, bro. So you, there's there's things that could be taken there. Obviously, the Money Mondays, the Womanized Wednesdays, teaching you guys how to make money and then be more attractive to girls or strategies on how to date in the modern world. But like when it comes to like interviewing guests, man, I really dislike, 
I, I dislike rappers, bro. I just, I just dislike it. I hate to say it like that, but that's just most of the time. Not all, of course. Some, some are great, right? Like we brought a uh, battle rapper on conceited, great conversation, right? But when it comes to like these, like uh, music industry type guys, nah, man. It no, nah. no. Nah. It's, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And I think a lot of the audience agrees with me on that. Is the work it takes to, and it takes so much work behind the scenes. If yeah, fresh really be putting in a lot of work. To, to get these guys on and for the quality of interview that we get in return, it really ain't worth it. Uh, Keller's watching this. Appreciate that. Uh, Nick Kroll. Hope you guys are having a great night. Appreciate that, uh, Nick. Um, Wyatt, don't save her. She don't want to be saved. Uh, bro, that is so true, especially with this chick. She low-key a baddie. I'd smash, cuz. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, man. So, some guys will just do... Oh, my cousin Abdul. Uh, thanks, Abdul. I appreciate that. I know you would. <laughs> No, Jake, no joke, I have that same gun. Okay, school scooter. Uh, my first summer chair, Myron, you truly believe there's no reason to kill someone, even vile pedophiles, rapists, or even serial killers? Yeah, they, they definitely should be too, but that's them being executed by the state. I'm talking about murder, bro, not like um like murder, like shooting yeah. and killing somebody for like no reason. That's like what I'm talking about. But it, but like things. capital punishment, et cetera, no, that's great. I, 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 agree. I actually agree with the death penalty on some situations. Jose Price, remember when Freddie Wap baby mama made that weak ass threat because she was mad about being poor? Yeah, bro. That, that's what I yeah, man. It's just it's just not whatever. Yeah. Amiri, hey Martin, I'm the one that said that you look like Vladimir Redmanovic the other day. LOL. I'm glad you read that because I've had $30 <laughs> worth of super chats get ignored before and I was getting discouraged. <laughs> Did you? I, I didn't even see him come through, man. Here's the thing, guys. Y'all gotta remember, uh Nick Fuentes Rumble only. Yeah, with this uh, I'll probably start it on YouTube, and then once we get into his political views and everything else like that, we'll definitely go on Rumble. That won't be on YouTube because uh, we will get canceled immediately. Um, guys, when it comes to, like, the Super Chats, man, we try to do our best to, like, read as many of them as we can. But you guys got to remember, when we got a lot of people watching and stuff like that, um, we can't go through each one. And and I, we get a lot of complaints if we spend too much time reading Super Chats. People say, oh, this is annoying, blah, blah, blah. So we try to make it where um, we read the ones that come in the beginning, but as the viewership increases, increases, and increases – Right. We have to obviously increase the donation level to read it. Um, and obviously that's from a business perspective and then also from a quality standpoint of uh, running the show. So um, that's what it is. So don't think that we ignore your chats on purpose just to like fuck with y'all. Like, no, typically if you want to get your stuff like why it's pretty smart about this. Right. You, you uh, um, if you want to get your chat read, just super chat in the beginning before um, people start piling in. But once people start piling in, you know, we obviously we have to um, focus on the quality yeah. of the show and not stop it too often for. Uh, for chats so that's why we put thresholds but every time every single chat does get shown on screen guys don't get don't get it twisted every single chat will always get shown on screen um regardless of how big we get right because we, we're nothing without y'all so we appreciate that uh let's keep going here so now we're going to get into another murder on june the 1st 1990 the body of 43 year old construction worker david spears was discovered by an illegal trash dump in Citrus County, naked, but for his cap. He had been shot six times. Damn, she just left nothing on him but his cap? Like, goddamn. <laughs> she was like, All right, I'm gonna leave you naked, bro, just with a hat on. And robbed. Committing these murders, Aileen had an, a massive advantage of surprise. These individuals were guys, they were in their own vehicle, they felt empowered. This was just a prostitute they picked up. Uh, ben says these rappers are also simps never had to work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another part of it too, man. A lot of them are simps, bro. And here's the other thing too, y'all got to remember. When you bring certain people on, 
right, that are like in the showbiz or whatever it may be, a lot of the time they might agree with some of the stuff that we say, but they can't openly like support us. Like they can't be like, oh yeah, I agree with y'all, blah, 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 blah. So it is what it is, man. You know, uh, but yeah, a lot of them are simps, especially the younger guys. So, yeah. Uh, please do the Jonathan Mayer's case. I will put in the comments after. Yeah, I'm writing it down right now. Okay. Angie got y'all, man. She got y'all. They would not have expected a gun to come from the bag. You do not expect a, a female serial killer. June the 6th. 40-year-old rodeo worker Charles Cuscadden was found dead in Pasco County. He'd been robbed and shot nine times with a handgun. We don't know if she felt that killing these individuals in Florida and taking their cars and their money and everything was just a continued pattern from what she had been doing since she was nine years old with no remorse, uh, no sense of anguish, no sense that she needed to uh, make up for these crimes. It was just something she did. The body of 65-year-old part-time missionary, Peter Symes, was never found. Um, but his car was. I think this was the guy in the movie that uh, he just picked her up and she just needed his car. But this scene like, really tricked me because it was really like a well, yeah, he tried to help her. dramatic scene. Yeah, yeah like, he, he actually like tried pastor. to help her. He yeah. wasn't trying to even smash her. Yeah. Yeah. That was the scene, right? I, that guy I think that this guy, she, yeah. She made her kneel. She made him kneel, and then she shot him. Yeah, it was a guy that was actually or trying to help her. Scene. Yep. Um, and then she went back and tried to say, you know, that all these men, Trying you know, to... raped her, and that's yeah. what she was acting in self-defense, which isn't true. But we'll, we'll and we'll get into some of her interviews, and I want you guys to kind of watch her body language when she talks. Um, but yeah, let's keep going here. On the fourth of July, nineteen ninety. Two women were seen. And also, guys, can you do me a favor? We got 1,700 plus of y'all watching right now. Can you guys like the video, please? And uh, subscribe to the channel if you guys haven't already. Um, you know, yeah, who knows? A thousand ninja watchers right now. That yeah, we only got, video. yeah, there's, yeah, thousand plus y'all. Um, between Twitch and YouTube, we got uh, 1,700 plus. So, guys, do me a favor. Go on YouTube. Even if you're watching on Twitch right now, just click the YouTube one. Like the video, man. I'd really appreciate it. It helps a lot with the algos. You guys know um, this channel isn't really for the money it's really more to edu edu uh, edutainment for y'all man so um yeah we work really hard behind the scenes watching content for y'all making sure that we get good documentaries chopping up bits and pieces and showing you guys and then you know having commentary ready so just the only thing i ask man is just like the video that's it to abandon it after swerving off the road and crashing near orange springs these were men that were traveling on the highways and byways of central florida now, real quick, I'm going to show you guys a reenactment of how that actually went when they crashed into, um, when they crashed into a, um, into a pole. And this actually ends up getting them caught later on. This, this it leads to a, a critical eyewitness. The victim of the serial killer. And even though his body was never found, his Pontiac Sunbird provided the most important clues so far. <laughs> Rhonda Bailey, who lived on a quiet street, was sitting on her front porch with a cold drink. Oh, God. Are you all right? Are you all right? So when this crash happened, right, 
this woman, Rhonda Bailey, is able to get a very good look at the two. And it's going to lead to the infamous, infamous mugshots that you guys are going to see here. In a, excuse me, not mugshots. The infamous uh, sketch, sketch yeah. drawings that led to their eventual capture. She was confronted by two hysterical women. She wanted to help, but soon realized this is no ordinary traffic accident. The driver and passenger had something to hide. One woman was frantically wiping down the... Imagine you're just sitting, having a, uh, about to have some lemonade, and then two, two yeah. chicks, right? Two lesbians, like, uh, fucking crash into a pole <laughs> right next to you. And they're just yelling at each other, you stupid bitch. Ah, la, 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 la. You know what I mean? You didn't lick my you can't even lick vagina properly, blah blah blah, doing some whatever stupid argument that they're arguing yeah. about. And you're like, what the hell? And then they don't say a word to you. Some chick is like frantically cleaning the thing up, and then they just get the fuck out of the scene. Right. Like imagine, like for you as a witness, like what the hell is going on right now? Windshield and dashboard. What are you doing? What am I doing? Bailey realized there was a lot more to this than a car running into a telegraph pole. And this is suspicious behavior. Instead of like, you know, making sure that like trying to fix the car or anything else like that, she ends up cleaning the car and pulling the license plate off, right? That's obviously going to make you go, hmm. Yeah. She called the police and they quickly established the car belonged to the missing Peter Seams. Oh, that's why they couldn't use the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women can't drive. Crime scene and Saudi Arabia was right. Lists was soon collecting evidence. Got some bloody glass. I'm gonna click. There's the pressure to solve the case and get a conviction, but I'm outside that loop. I have the pressure to collect the evidence and make sure I don't screw up the evidence in collecting okay, it guys, me and getting the best evidence. We may pick up a hundred objects, and 90, 90 of them don't really have any value, but at that time, we don't know. And I got some blood behind on this side. On the door rest of the drivers. And it's not really until this happens, guys, that they're able to start linking the other murders and disappearances and basically saying like, hmm, we might have ourselves a serial killer here. Because again, guys, right, this is the late 80s, early 90s now at this point. And right, there's police databases now, police departments are working together, but they still don't know that a lot of these missing individuals and these dead bodies that are turning up is the work of one individual. OK, yeah. so this vehicle crash was actually a critical component for allowing the police to piece everything together and start connecting some of these murders to one individual. And also uh, they also got evidence. Right. And remember when I told you that she will go and uh, she will she will go from arrest to arrest. So they actually had her fingerprints in the database because you know this girl will just get arrested anytime so they linked to two of the the evidence in this car and the arrest and that's how they got her yeah and we're going to talk about exactly how that happened here in a bit um but you guys are going to it's very interesting how the police were able to link it but they did find a fingerprint here in this vehicle which is also very important side was a bloody palm print and wanda bailey was able to help the police build photo fits those in the palm print. Ah, oh, shit. Touch it, bitch. Finally gave the investigation the focus it needed. Middle-aged white man to be found shot to death in the past year. That didn't stop the killing, though. September 12th, Dick Humphreys, 56-year-old from Crystal River in Marion County, a private detective, shot seven times. Car was found miles from his body. 
The killing was getting more frequent, more routine. At that point in my career, I guess every phone call was potentially bad, and you had a bad feeling about it until you knew it was family or some friend. All right, so um, that paints um, uh, a little bit of a picture for y'all as far as them, um, how uh, the vehicle was identified, that uh, Pontiac. So let's go back here to the original doc we were watching. You know, the rural interstate, so to speak. Men that were typically older in the 50s and 60s, men that were lonely and more desperate to seek the company of a woman. The string of four murders left police baffled. At first, of course, when you have these, when they're scattered, if they all incur, occur in one community, uh, it, it's much easier to realize you're dealing with a serial killer. Uh, in this case, they were spread over a, a, a better than 100 miles. Serial killer. Angie, oh, you got the map there, Angie? Yeah, let's so <laughs> Thank you. You see, she, uh, she's read my mind. Um, you have it? Yeah. Okay, so guys, here's where the murders went down here. Um, go ahead, Angie, you wanna, if you want to lead them through with, with your yeah, mouse so real fast. Enlarge I, it a little bit more so they can see. And then click that thing where it says hide. There you go. Okay, so go ahead. Um, I don't know how how it was like the, the for the time, time to the killings, but these are the places. So you see Gainesville, Ocala. She, I think she killed two in here. Uh, yeah. Spring Hill. And you'll see Daytona Beach which I think there was, it was the first one. But I don't know, the first one was in, in the 75. They were all in the in the 75. Uh, I think Except called, for Daytona Beach. Except, but yeah. all the, these other ones Most are of, like off uh, 75. The 75 was where she will like often uh, hitchhike. hitchhike. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so this gives you guys a kind of visual representation of where um, a lot of her murders went down. Uh, but yeah, you guys can see all over central Florida. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys this too. Like Florida is a very different state depending on where you are. So when you're in Southern Florida, you know, very, um, well, especially the Miami-Dade County, very Hispanic, right? Very, uh, um, you better know some Spanish, very cultural. Then once you get to Fort Lauderdale and above, you still have that strong Hispanic influence, but it's a lot more diverse. Mm -hmm. um, and then once you start getting into central Florida, that's where I call it, they're starting to get into hillbilly land. And then once you go up um, further, closer to the Panhandle area, that's real hillbilly land, right? So um, that's how Florida is. Uh, it, it's not. It's it's very different. It's a very dem different demographic depending on where you are in the state. But hey, man, great state. One of my favorite places. <laughs> Often operate in that fashion. Uh, they won't kill sometimes in their hometown or in their home area. They may drive two hours or four hours uh, or, or go away for the weekend to kill someone somewhere else and come back. Uh, this was one of those instances where, where we uh, we did find the first body in Daytona Beach, but uh, other than that, we didn't realize we had a serial killer until we began to pool our resources. There was a lot of pressure on law enforcement to solve this because here was this woman, this prostitute. They knew the circumstances. They could see the pattern emerging, and they could not find who this was. Back in Daytona, Eileen... And just so you guys know, they pretty much knew that they had a female offender um, when the first person got killed because that first guy that got killed, what was his name again? Um, Richard Mallory. Richard, he, he only really spent time with women. He didn't really... He was kind of a loner. He mm -hmm. used to travel alone on his own, go to strip clubs, whatever it may be. So 
they knew with him at least his murderer was a female. And then when they started piecing things together, they're like, okay, all these other crimes are linked. And then when that car crash happened that I told you about, then they knew for a fact, all right, we got a female offender. And they saw two of them. Um, and they believed that one of them was uh, one or both of them were involved in the murder. Because remember, that vehicle belonged to a missing person that a body was never recovered. Yeah, actually, of. they they got the testimony of one of uh, of one of the prostitutes from uh, a bordel that he used to to frequent. I don't know if you oh, saw the, that the video. the first victim. Yeah. Okay. They they got a testimony from one of his uh, hook things. One of his hookers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I seen him leave with this crazy chick with fucked up teeth. She said she said that she they will have like intercourse and stuff, but she didn't kill him, basically. Well, it's yeah, crazy. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't kill him. He deserved to die, but I ain't kill him. Some other bitch did. All right, let's uh get back to it. Would pawn her victims' possessions, sharing the proceeds with Tyra, and boost. And guys, real quick, man, I see only eight hundred seventy-seven likes. We got sixteen hundred plus y'all in here. We should easily be at 1,500 likes. Mm -hmm. Like the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Stop being ninja watchers, man. Get All the right? engagement up, guys. Get the engagement up, man. Using in biker bars. A favorite, the last resort, just a short walk from their motel. Al Bulling is the bar's owner. This was a place where she felt comfortable to relax and have a few drinks and uh, end of a day's work, if whatever you want to call it. We sat down and talked and She'd played the jukebox at the time, and if she got out of control or loud like anybody else, we just told them, hey, quiet down, and she quieted down and really had no problems with her whatsoever. She here. never let on what she did. We never asked what she did. We could care less. And she started coming in with uh, with Ty, at that time was her, her girlfriend and stuff like that. And, and Ty's just a <laughs> typical woman. She just wanted everything in the world, and Eileen tried to give it to her, and needless to say, it didn't work out. Now, as far as the last resort goes, you got something you want to show the people, Angie? Go yeah, ahead. I got here the go. last resort here. Yeah. They obviously made it a touristic, um, yeah, touristic place. So, as you can see, this is from five months ago. People still frequent this place to, you know, take pictures because this girl will frequent here. It's a famous bar now. Yeah, it's it. There is a this is a wall of fame, right? And there is this bricks here says Eileen Lee Werner's I was raped. <laughs> Oh man! And yeah, you can you can see the pictures here. It's really nasty, honestly. Like, yeah, it's full of like. It's a biker bar. This is it. This is what it looks like today, guys. This is it right here, um, and uh, yeah. you know this is where Port Orange, Florida. This is a little rinky dink. This is actually where she ended up getting arrested too. They yeah. did a whole sting operation on her here, um, but yeah, you guys yeah, can see it's like in a little residential neighborhood, um. In the middle of and nowhere, she's got Florida. her own like hot sauce and everything. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me show them. Let's show them the hot sauce. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, what's it called? Crazy killer? What? It's crazy killer hot, hot sauce. sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and they got that. They got her face. So yeah, the, this is a pretty famous bar that a lot of people come to because of uh, obviously Warnos used to hang out here all the time. It's, it's got a slogan that says uh, uh, "The place of the cold beer and killer women." <laughs> <laughs> oh well, marketing at its finest, yeah. huh? So, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, somebody said Florida woman. Yeah, in this case, it's Florida woman instead of Florida man. So, yeah. um, all right. It's crazy. Let's go back here. In July, 50-year-old Troy Barres, a salesman, was found dead in a wooded area in Marion County. 
he had been shot twice. The ultimate aim was just to get rid of the stuff, to get money, to get it to Tyria, to further their existence as a daily thing. Killing had just become a way of life. Yeah, and unfortunately, guys, killing is one of those things where the more you do it, the easier it becomes. So um, for her, you know, after she got over the first step of killing a guy, she looked at it like, okay, look, I can kill them. I can get their car. I can get money and not have any witnesses against me. So to her and her twisted mind at the time, she looked at it like, okay, this is just the best way to go. Cause now I don't have a witness that can testify against me. Keep in mind guys. Remember when she did her first robbery, right? What ended up happening? She went to jail for a few years because the clerk was alive, was able to identify her and she went to prison for that. So, she looked at it like there's more upside to killing them than than uh, to keep them alive. And that's why that's a big reason why she did it. Right. She tried to justify it later, saying, oh, no, they were trying to grab me, blah, blah. But we know that's not true. Um, let's keep going. On the 12th of September, 1990, two teenage boys were riding bicycles aimlessly around the streets and cul-de-sacs of Marion County. It was 91 degrees and had been raining. As they turn, oh man, anyone that lives in Florida, you guys already know 91 degrees and it had been raining. It's gonna be humid, it's hell, and it's gonna be not only is it gonna be humid, but any dead body that smell is going to be even stronger, extremely pungent. So, uh, I guarantee a big part of them is finding this, uh, this course probably had to do with the smell into a dead end. They found 56-year-old former police chief, Dick Humphreys. He was dead. Shot six times in the head and torso. She was somewhat shambolic, a very disorganized. Killing a former cop? Stupid. Here we go. Organized killer, as we would call them. She was disorganized in her daily life. She was not a great planner. Her idea of consequences were far too complex. She could not control the chaotic lifestyle, the chaotic way she committed crimes. And, um, it, you know, I'm not surprised. Like I told y'all before, she was very erratic and out of control or whatever. And, all right, I'll tell you guys all the time on Fresh and Fit, right? This is a very interesting, unique crossover between Fed Reacts and Fresh and Fit and RP Awareness, etc. The reason why I don't t I tell you guys not to take promiscuous women seriously or not to commit to them, especially girls that are involved in sex work or any of that type of crap, is that a lot of the times, guys, their life is out of control. They're all over the place. They're here one day. They're here another day. They're, um, you know, dancing one day. Then they could be on a boat another day. Then they could be across the country because some simp decided to fly them and bring them with them wherever it may be. Like these types of women don't have real schedules, real um uh, interpretations of how the world really works or whatever. They're kind of like in their own la-la land, right? Um, they don't work regular hours. They don't have anything to lose because the barrier to entry, right, to get into sex work doesn't require you to be a good person. If you're going to be a dancer, you're going to be a porn star, whatever it may be, a lot of the girls that get into these professions, right, come from broken homes, they're drug addicts, they're alcoholics, they're degenerates in general, they're failures and other things in their life. So the last thing that they have left a lot of the times is to monetize their sexuality. And in doing so, right, it puts them in a situation where their life is extremely chaotic, right? 
most strippers aren't responsible. Most strippers don't understand how um, the world really works. Most strippers don't uh, really have a grasp of how things really go. So obviously we're looking at this from the most extreme end because now you got someone who's erratic, not emotionally stable, trauma, and she has a gun and she's a hitchhiker. So she could be anywhere at any time, right? They don't have phone numbers. They don't have stable addresses. And in this case, this is where it goes to the extreme end where the person now becomes a serial killer. But in general, right, if we're going to bring it back one, one footstep, I tell you guys not to commit to, obviously this is the most egregious version is a, in a lean warnos. You don't want that. But I tell y'all not to take these types of women seriously is because they don't take life seriously. You understand? They don't have anything to lose. And when you don't have anything to lose, that's a very dangerous individual. And women that are involved in sex work a lot of the times have nothing to lose. Hence, why they got into sex work in the first place because they had nothing to lose. And a lot of times these women will come into your life and turn your life upside down. You understand? Just like her husband that she was with. You know, luckily for him, he was able to see what the hell was going on and, uh, you know, divorced her and annulled the marriage within a month. But a lot of guys don't see this, right? Luckily for him, Aileen showed her colors early on, beating his ass with a cane. But a lot of men don't figure this out until later on when she already has her hooks deep into you. Maybe you have a kid with her. Maybe you've um, put her in a position where she has some power over your assets or whatever. So, guys, I don't say this to be an asshole and be some misogynistic jerk and telling y'all don't take these women serious. I tell you guys this because they will absolutely destroy your life. I don't care what nobody says. I'm giving y'all the advice that mainstream society is never going to tell you because they're too pussy to tell y'all the truth. Promiscuous women, women involved in sex work, 99% of the time are terrible fucking people and will ruin your life for trying to help them. Don't save them. They don't want to be saved. Have sex, throw them to the side of the road. Never take them seriously, bro recreational use only okay yeah. period you don't take these women seriously and then next thing you know you can end up with an alien warnos and she could fuck you up man or an std or 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 an std the gift that keeps on giving anyone who is perhaps or the hiv more ritually involved with a murder would possibly have retained aspects and, and would have made the crime scene their own with alien her killings were just purely and simply for profit In November, the body of 62-year-old police reserve, Gino Antonio, was found in Dixie County, naked, except for his socks. If you guys notice, she's left a couple of the victims naked. She left this guy naked with just some socks, which is crazy. Um, but I think she did that also as like a power thing, right? She's, she Throughout her life, she's kind of been abused and men have had power over her why she's why she's which is why she's been the victim of so many sexual crimes so i think for her right in her in her mind okay now i finally have the power back i'm taking um reins here i'm gonna leave these victims naked kind of like how they've left me or how they wanted to leave me so um i think this is her taking back some of that power leaving her victims naked out in the in the uh, in the wilderness like that he'd been shot in the head and back four times. With the various law enforcement agencies pooling their resources, they began to focus on the car belonging to Peter Symes that had been crashed and dumped in July. That Pontiac we just showed you guys earlier. 
became suspicious when uh, they wrecked uh, one of the cars uh, from one of the victims. And and this was all over the news, by the way, guys, right? Um, back then, there was no social media. So obviously, you would use newspaper you, papers. You would use um, uh, the media, the mainstream media, right? Because there was no Instagram or alternative media back then. And uh, that's how they were able to get the word out. They were seen walking away by several passing motorists and people. And so then we realized that car came from the killing scene, a different uh, jurisdiction. But we it looked like it was two females, probably. And that put us on the right track. And remember, the eyewitness was the one that was able to help them illustrate that sketch. And she was the one that pinned it together and showed that it was, in fact, two females driving that vehicle. And then obviously the weird behavior of cleaning the vehicle, pulling off the license plate, that was all very strange. And she was able to look and be like, what the hell? This doesn't make sense. Obviously, Warnos is very stupid and, you know, goes to show her poor, piss poor planning. You know, the police can still identify the vehicle through the VIN, right? The vehicle identification number, right? Which is like right there on a the dash or there's other places where the VIN is hidden as well. If you guys watch my episode on 9-11 with Ramsey Youssef, they were actually able to identify the van off a VIN number uh, that was found in a hidden part of the vehicle. There's certain areas where the VIN is written, guys, that most conventional criminals aren't going to know about that allows police to still identify the vehicle, even if they get parts of it. And that's actually how they were able to identify the terrorists behind the 9-11, the, uh, excuse me, the, 90, the 1993 World Trade Center bombing was that it was a rental van, VIN number that was found in the parking lot. That actually is what blew the case open. So VINs are very important and they're hidden in certain parts of the vehicle. But Warnos being an idiot, stupid, and not planning things out, like we said before, her being an erratic criminal on the run, stripper, sex worker, etc. She was not meticulous in cleaning up behind herself like uh, a lot of other male serial killers do, which I told y'all before is indicative of women that are involved in this lifestyle. Strippers, dancers, sex workers, etc. They live their lives in chaos, guys. They don't know what the hell is going to happen tomorrow because they don't have a set schedule most of the time. Okay, they're not disciplined. So again, this isn't a podcast to tell you guys to stay away from hoes, but it is a podcast to tell y'all to stay away from hoes. I'm telling y'all, man, don't do it. Yeah, she look crazy, bro. Like, holy, like. <laughs> With the net closing in, Warnos took her handgun and threw the murder weapon from the bridge into Rose Bay. And that's the same handgun that we showed you guys before. The police were able to recover. That's why it's all rusted, because it had been in the river for a bit. Because at this point, guys, remember, her sketch is all over the news. People know that it's two women. So she's like, holy crap. So she freaks out and throws it into the river. But Warnos had been careless. On the 6th of December, she had pawned a camera belonging to her first victim, Richard Mallory. Oh, here we go. Shit's about to shift. Although she'd used an alias, she was required by law to provide a thumbprint and police were able to trace her true identity. On January the 8th, gotcha, 1991, Eileen was spotted by two undercover police officers. They followed her to the last resort bar where she was drinking heavily. It was a cold January night, like in... Uh, so there you see, so basically, they found her fingerprints in the vehicle, 
right? That that Pontiac, and then also her thumbprint because she wanted, she needed money, right? Again, these women being very stupid. She needed money, so what does she do? She pawns the camera from her first victim, right? But due to Florida law, she had to give a thumbprint. They were able to match that up, and then bam, next thing you know, they got her. Gotcha, bitch. And it's a link. <laughs> then they start putting her under surveillance, so what do they do? They find her at, obviously, the last resort bar right here, which we showed y'all before, drinking, getting drunk, listening to some fucking country music or whatever the hell she's doing over there. And this is what's going to happen next. She really had no place to stay, so when he closed up the bar, I had some trailers sitting out here in the back. And I said, there's a couple of construction workers that are staying in the trailers. They'll be here till the morning. And if you need a place, you, there's an old car seat out there you can take and uh, lay down on, and maybe the guys will let you stay in a trailer or something. Then the next morning, she got up. We went to the bar. We opened up. I was shooting pool with her for a couple hours. And then uh, a couple of these guys came in, the construction workers. And then she started shooting pool with them. They didn't know if she had the gun with her or not, so they didn't want nothing happening inside the bar. So they waited for her to walk outside the bar. And uh, they arrested her and uh, took her away. And that was the last we ever seen about her. Not even a good murderer, goddammit. Women can't do nothing right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, all jokes aside, so let me go ahead. I got the actual uh, footage, guys, of her being arrested. Let's pull that up in the undercover takedown. Okay. There's no Hold on. Let me pull this up for y'all. Bam. Bam. And guys, do me a favor. Like the video. We got uh, almost 1,700 of you guys watching us on YouTube alone. So come on over and like the video on YouTube. No choice but to take Eileen. Sorry that the audio is so bad. Let me try to increase it here. That's the boy. This on the fire and calling a dog. Now this hunt's over with. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. These dudes in the South have some crazy sayings. This on the fire and tell no over with. What what the hell did he say? Hold on. Let me let me go. Uh they uh as expected, they suspended the stream. Um, oh, yeah. uh, it's okay. It's going to come back though. So they're watching on, um, they're watching on, uh, what's it called on YouTube. So yeah, just go to Twitch. So there, people are already dropping it in there. I'm going to go ahead and pin this comment. <laughs> Matrix attack, they say. Yeah. Matrix attack. It's fine. Those going to be back in like a, a minute. It's Why? crazy though. Cause I had stopped playing it. Why though? Because of these? Nah, I can't be this one. Cause I only played like a few seconds of it. It's probably the other, I think it's the other one that we played. Mm. So um, that's what it is. But I guess we could read some chats while we wait. They'll be back, though. Um, they're coming all over to uh, Twitch. Yeah, don't worry, guys. It'll be back on YouTube. And the interesting thing, too, is that whenever they do this and they suspend the stream or whatever, they're going to bring it back. Uh, it just takes a couple of seconds, maybe like a minute or whatever. Um, it's weird because I had stopped playing the other stuff. I was like, damn, we made it. Yeah, woo! And then they just, like, stop yeah. um, the stream. But it'll be back. And it's funny, too, because on the YouTube replay, it'll come back as well, guys. So don't worry. If you're watching this right now, when this comes back on the YouTube replay, this part of the stream that's actually suspended on YouTube is actually going to be back up. So don't worry about it. It's back. It's back on YouTube? Mm -hmm. Oh, look at that. Bam. Look at that. We're already back. So I'll read some of these chats real quick. Um, uh, we got that. But we're back. Guys, we're back in business. <laughs> So don't worry, uh, we're good. Um, 
And just so you guys know that just came back to YouTube. I'll, whenever they do that, like it says stream suspend or whatever, what ends up happening is they end up um, bringing that part of the stream back. I don't know what it is. I think YouTube has some safeguards in there where it's like if, you, if it looks like you're streaming copyrighted content, they'll just suspend the stream uh, without really like checking or whatever. So it is what it is. But don't worry. On the replay, everything will be playable. So uh, please do the Jonathan Mayer's case. I will put in the comments after. Okay, we read that one before. We will do that, my friend. Uh, okay, ready to go. Sup, Myron and Angie. Always a pleasure to watch Fred Reacts. Question for y'all. What's your take on the riots in France? How are they getting out of this? Hey, man, they probably aren't, bro, because they're pissed off about the energy expenses. And you know that we're not going to stop this war anytime soon. So it is, it is what it is. Waka Flock is a perfect example of why I don't want to see another rapper interview. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to y'all, man. That, that was really disappointing. A big reason why we brought him on is because I thought we were going to talk about, because he had talked about on other podcasts how he does like investments or whatever. And um, when we brought him on, I was like, all right, we're going to get the details. Like, we want to know, like, what are you actually investing in or whatever? Because like on the other things, he had talked about not being an idiot, investing your money, blah, blah, But he never spoke specifically. And then when I asked him to talk about it specifically, he didn't talk about it specifically. So I was like, uh. So he didn't like say anything. And I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, he kind of just danced around it. And I was like, man, this is some cap. So it is what it is. I don't have a issue with the guy personally, but it was that was a very disappointing interview. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um, Derek Todd Lee case, Louisiana serial killer. Okay. I have it written down. Yep. Okay. Uh, just, just two bucks. Hey, Amber, love the vids. Keep up the go work. He used my government. Okay. Uh, so many killers <laughs> around the year. I was born in 1989. Facts. Can you and Angie cover the Transylvania University book heist? It's always been a favorite of mine. Never heard of it, Killer Cam. I really uh, have learned a lot about male and female nature. Is it possible to bring people who don't agree with you for interviews, specifically on the uh, pen COVID experience in the hospitals and clinics? Sure. I mean, uh, I, like I said, I'm not. I don't consider myself a uh, agreeable. Uh, no, <laughs> a, a beer bug pandemic expert, but I probably will. I'm going to try to bring RFK on for y'all. Um, he makes some compelling arguments on it. Andrew Ortiz, I'm glad you asked Scott Ritter on. He explained to you know how not all them boys have Zionist views. Nick F will take you down the one viewpoint road. Hey, man, like I said before, um, I think it's important to bring people of different um, opinion. Uh, hell, we're even going to try to bring uh, Dr. Umar Johnson on for y'all. So like I said before, we're cool with having people on that have different viewpoints. Ryoko, I remember someone recommended the case of Junko Furuto. Furuta. Furuta. Oh my God. I yes. checked and I wonder if it's too evil for FedReacts. It was named the worst single murder case in human history and or 44 days of hell. I think I've heard about that. That's the yes, Japanese girl I, that was abused, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's horrible. It still haunts me to this day. Yeah. It's horrible. All right. So let's go back to the undercover footage. Um, Actually, oh, no. Sorry. Uh, where are we at here? Yeah. Let's go back to the undercover footage here. Uh, of them taking her down. There's no choice but to take Eileen into custody. And that's one of the undercover officers pissing a fire, calling calling the dog. Cause this hunt's over with. That's hilarious. It's on the fire and calling the dog. Now this hunt's over with. <laughs> <laughs> he coaxes Eileen outside for a smoke. So there she is right there. Obviously, this is 1990s footage, guys, so it's a little rough. But here she is right here, and they basically get her outside. Okay. 
Joiner plays along. Okay, so here he is right here, guys. So this is the undercover guy playing a good role, actually, making it look like, yo, what the hell's going on here? Like, why are y'all messing with us? Um, and obviously, you know, I've done this before, too, where you under, you arrest the undercover as well as the criminal to make it look more believable. He's got that moment, though. Party, party in the back, business in the front. Or business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> in the back of the squad car with Eileen. He has one last shot at getting her to talk. What's going on, girl? I don't know what's going on. What do you mean? Why the f*** talking about a warrant? So here you can see the undercover officer is doing a really good job. What he's doing is he's he's throwing the blame on her. Why the hell are we getting arrested? You got a warrant. What the hell's going on here? So he's putting the onus and blame on her to make her feel like she might be a snitch or a crook or, or well, basically that he's putting responsibility on her that they're being taken down. And obviously the natural human reaction a lot of the times is to, you know, defend yourself like, no, I didn't do shit, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what you're talking about. So he's trying to get her to um, admit to any potential wrongdoing, right? Because they got the car wired up and she doesn't know that he's an undercover officer at this point, though she does have her suspicions, which you guys are going to see here in a second. Oh, it's down. It's down. It's down again? Mm -hmm. What the hell? It might be this video then. Yes, it's that video. It's, it might be this video then. All right. So, God damn it. All right. Can't even give commentary. These guys are being lame. It's fine. I mean, we did show basically the most uh, of the takedown. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all good. Shout out to you two being lame. Uh, so, let's see here. This is what I'll do. I'll go ahead and we'll hit some of these chats, even though they're being lame. And then what's the other video I was going to hit? There's another video I was going to hit too. Um, do you have anything on the uh, selling, the selling of a serial killer, the documentary? Selling of a serial killer? You don't have it? There? No. What's that? It's a documentary where they talk about um, how the lawyer and her adoptive mother allegedly um, try to profit a profit from oh yeah they try to make money off for her mm -hmm. yeah and i think they, they were did. able to circumvent that rule too right the um the son of lawson the yeah the son of yeah 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 because uh you want to explain that to the people that that um son of sam yeah. rule yeah that have it here. oh you have it okay go ahead mm -hmm. so uh wait 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 where is it okay okay here it is um so the song of Sam laws prohib prohibit. Here, enlarge it a bit, like uh, hit Control Plus a few, so they can like read it. Here, the son of Sam law. Uh, if you guys remember the case of the son of Sam, he tried to profit from his case to sell his story. So it, yeah, we this, showed you. Go watch that episode, by the way. It was yeah. a good episode. So this law prohibit criminals from profiting from writings or shows about their crimes. However, courts have frequently struck down this law on first amendment grounds but, but criminals from profit okay we're back on youtube it i think like. it's, it's still um on in florida the this law okay it's still active so that's why uh they they couldn't um she couldn't profit from from her case but okay. that didn't stop her adoptive mother which we're gonna talk about that later i guess and her lawyer who i think is modern um, a Marin, sorry 
He's an, he's an idiot. I mean, you guys you see this documentary, look it up. It's I think it's from 2003. It's called, or if it's not from 2003, it's from 1994. It's called The Selling of a Serial Killer. And it's on YouTube. Look it up. It's really good. Okay. Um, but yeah. All right. So as y'all see right here, this is the undercover shit. But basically, I described what already went down here. So we're going to move on here to the trial. Okay, guys. So she goes on trial and her girlfriend, her lesbian girlfriend, actually ends up testifying against her. So here's a clip from the trial. I met her in a bar. The police had found Tyria in Ohio, where she agreed to set up her lover to confess. We were sitting on the floor watching TV, and she just come out and said, I have something to tell you. And I asked her what, and she said that she had shot and killed a man that day. She loved you, didn't she? Yes. She said she'd do anything for you, didn't she? Yes, she did. And in order for her to say what you wanted her to, you lied to her, right? Yes. It was, in fact, much more than a couple of times, wasn't it? It could have been. Did you recall giving the deposition this morning? Yes, I did. Tyria Moore agreed with Sergeant Jarvis's superiors to help get Lee to confess. So one of the ways that they were able to get Warnos guys is they got her girlfriend to call Aileen and guilt tripper about the police investigating her because she started to get heat from the police as well, even though she wasn't the one that was actually committing these murders or there at the scene. Um, so she guilt trips Aileen during these phone conversations and she agreed to make these calls with the police present and have them recorded. So this ended up being the nail in the coffin for Aileen Warnos um, during a prosecution. They're going to play these tapes in trial. Tarea was brought back down to Marion County and housed in a motel. From the motel, Tarea Moore had a number of phone conversations with Lee, who at that time was held in custody in jail, but had not yet confessed to the murders. These conversations were monitored and made under police supervision. Hello. Hi. Yes. Yes. Hi. Hey. Hey, I had to call you early because I didn't know if you were going to leave today or what. I don't. What the hell is going on, Lee? They've called. They've been up to my parents again. They've got my sister now asking her questions. I don't know what the hell is going on. Huh. And guys, keep in mind when they did that takedown, right? At the uh, last resort bar that I talked that I showed you guys before with the undercover, like Aileen didn't really give a statement. She didn't really talk to the police. The only thing that got her talking was this phone call and then later on her coming clean so that her lover wouldn't take some heat in the situation. So, um, and then she ended up testifying. What are they asking your sister questions? I don't know. Hmm. If Lee, they're, right. they're coming after me. I know they are. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> See, she's acting, you know, she's crying, being all emotionally dramatic, etc. So this is the 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 lover that's calling Aileen. Listen, listen, listen. Do what you gotta do, okay? I'm gonna have to because I'm like gonna go to jail for something that you did. This is unfair. My oh, she's trapping her. Family is a nervous wreck up there. My mom has been calling me all the time. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. Okay. She's got to do, okay? <laughs> all right. What? I'm not going to let you go to jail. Um, 
I'm not going to let you go to jail. You evidently don't love me anymore. You don't trust me or anything. I mean, you're going to let me get in trouble for something that I didn't do. Oh, more manipulation. I'm not. I can't help it. I'm scared shitless. I know. I love you a lot. I don't know whether I should keep on living or if I should... No, Ty, Ty, listen. <sighs> what if they don't believe me? Ty, listen. What? I'm not going to let you go to jail. Listen, I have to confess confess myself. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I got to confess. Why the hell did you do this? Why did you do this? Why did you do this? And then she responds, I don't know. Gotcha, bitch. This is all golden evidence for the state, by the way, guys. Listen, Ty. What? I'll probably never be able to see you. Yes. I love you. If I have to confess everything just to keep you from getting in trouble, I will. Okay. If I have to confess to keep you from getting in trouble, I will. Ladies and gentlemen. Case closed. Lock her up. Lock her up. Don't worry, okay? Okay. I love you. No. Don't do it now. Get it over with. Right this very moment. Yeah. Get it over with. All right. Okay. Okay. You can call me back later. All right. All right. Okay, bye. All right. So much for talking about loyalty earlier. So much for talking about loyalty earlier. Look at his. Yeah, that's crazy. Her lover just gave her up like that. She yeah. just threw, threw her under the bus like... She didn't give a shit. <laughs> and yeah. also, you guys also got to remember, right? So this isn't a justification for the uh, for her lesbian lover to snitch on her. But you guys got to remember, her family was against her being with this girl, right? Because she mm -hmm. they looked at her like she's a crazy prostitute. Um, and they were religious. She's violent. Exactly. She came from a religious family. You know, why are you with her? Go get a job. Leave her. Blah, blah, blah. Then on top of that, now the news has both their pictures right up saying that we're looking for these two women. The police had already arrested Aileen at this point. The police are grilling her, asking her questions. Were you there at the murder scene? We're going to get you for, you know, accessory to murder, murder, after the, you know, whatever, harboring a fugitive. They're going to get her for all these things. They're pressuring her. So, of course, right, her dumb ass is like, oh, my God, I can't handle this pressure. So she breaks, she folds and she, you know, agrees to do these phone calls with the police to go ahead and catch Aileen. So, um, and, and mind you, Aileen at the time was already caught. She was in jail, right? And she was kind of standing tall, not confessing, right? There after this undercover operation that I showed you guys earlier, which YouTube keeps trying to keep from me showing you guys, right? But you guys get the point. Uh, but it wasn't until the girlfriend got her to crack that she confessed. So this is an interview that Warnos gave um, before she dies, uh, this is like, you know, a few days or so before she died in uh, 2002. So let's uh, let's see what she has to say. And I, and I think this is a really um, interesting interview because you guys get to see so many different personality traits from this crazy ass woman. Uh, and it's pretty entertaining. So let's get into it. Good morning. Are you prepared? I'm prepared. I'm all right. I'm all right with it. <laughs> what is that look, bro? Like, boom, oh God. I'm all right with it, but like I said, remember, tell, let them know. And just so you guys know, she got sentenced after she, you know, obviously she went to trial, lost, 
Big L, sent us to death. Now she's on death row. And I know that yeah. the cops knew who I was after Richard Mallory died. I left prints everywhere and they covered it up and let me kill the rest of those guys to turn me into a serial killer. I know they did because I was no professional serial killer or anything. I don't know, murderer or whatever you want to call it, you know. Wasn't Look into the crazy conspiracy theory she's going to have here. Eileen, how? I did how, some sloppy work, you know. And I left how have you prepared yourself for tomorrow morning? I, I'm all right with it. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Hey, I was tortured at BCI. They had they had the intercom on in the room, and they kept lying that it wasn't on, and they were using sonic pressure on my head since 1997. Sonic and every pressure. time I was trying to write something, I, they, and I, I think they had some kind of eye in the cell, I'm not sure, but every time I started writing something, it went up higher. So I'm thinking that probably had the TV rigged. The TV or the mirror or something was rigged. They got a huge satellite on the compound. After they put the huge satellite on the compound, it could have been either rigged to the TV set or the mirror or something, because the electrician, when he put the mirror on the wall, he said, doesn't that look like a computer? the back of it, and he stuck it to the wall. And do you think, what, did that affect your mind, do you think? Huh? Did that affect your mind in some way, the sonic? It was crushing my head, and they were using sonic pressure continually. Then when I had three meetings with Miss Villacorda on it, every meeting I had, she increased the pressure of the volume of the calm, increased the harassment on the floor, increased the uh, trays being inedible, just increased every bit of my complaints and trashed all grievances. They're trying to make it look like I was crazy at all times, rig up the room with torture. If I said anything about their whole, I think their whole plan was trying to make it look like I was totally crazy. Was. So Bruh. crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, but you guys can see here this is like the super saiyan level of not taking accountability yeah. but hey this I, hey what do i tell y'all man this is I, I will go ahead and say that also her defense was like horrible was the worst that, yeah the worst. all of them tried to grape her yeah. was her defense yeah and uh she actually took the stand and that was a big mistake yeah and yeah exactly her and her lawyers didn't help at all and also she was never um she was never offered the the life imprisonment oh, yeah, like ted bundy was yeah like that bunny and so i mean this isn't kind of fair but yeah i, I will i don't know anyways doesn't matter fair enough but yeah she got adopted in 90 1990 something before her death and this lady said that um jesus told her to do it like jesus gave her a message to adopt this lady to save her from I don't know what because she wasn't safe or she wasn't like anything remotely savable at that point. But I think this lady actually uh, took the moment to just um, I think she I actually think that she paid her to do this because she she said she claimed later on that her lawyer and this lady this lady tried to profit from her case. So, yeah, this lady adopted her and made her use her last name, which is crazy. Craziness, really man. Crazy. Nobody would believe anything I have to say about anything and then drive me there if they could. I suffered so bad. I was really struggling to survive. Had a lot of trays that were attempted murder and everything. I had to wash all my food off. 
And then, then one day I didn't wash my food off and I was sick for three weeks, almost died. <laughs> but you're okay now. I'm okay. I'm okay. God is going to be there. Jesus Christ is going to be there. All the angels and everything. Oh, my God. And, you know, whatever, whatever's on the beyond, I think it's going to be more like Star Trek beaming me up into a space vehicle. Man. <laughs> then I move on, recolonize to another planet or whatever. But it's whatever's the beyond, I know it's going to be good because I, I didn't do anything go. as wrong as they said. I did the right thing. And I. Oh, my God. Bro, this is levels of, uh, uh, you know, lack of account. I, you know, we always joke and say women can't take accountability, guys. Y'all are seeing the final form of that right now yeah. with the most egregious crimes. Uh, yeah. She declined Saved her last meal. Oh, she did? She declined her, her last meal, oh. uh, which, will, which could have been anything she wanted for under $20 and instead was given a cup of tea. Oh, oh a coffee, sorry. And really? her final words were, I'll just... I just like to say I'm sailing with the rock and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus June 6th. Like the movie, Mi Big Mothership and all, I'll be back. <laughs> Bumbaka! Totally. People's butts from getting hurt and raped and killed too. So are you saying... Wait, what was that? Hold on. <laughs> because I didn't do anything as wrong as they said. I did the right thing. And I saved a lot of people's butts from getting hurt and raped and killed too. So are you saying that you killed in self-defense or in, in cold blood? What do you, what do you, because you, you've changed your story. I'm just trying to. What understand. are you talking about? Change story on what? No, about whether it was self-defense or not. I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not going to get in depth about my cases, Nick. I'm on my way to the chamber. Nothing's stopping it. You can believe it or you don't have to believe it. That's up to you, man. Put a big question mark on your film. <laughs> what more is there to say about the cops? What, what more do you want to say about the cops? A lot of stuff. Did you know that they were surveilling me before I killed? And okay, here comes her conspiracy theory here, guys. Okay, so pay attention to this one. And uh, let's see. And also, guys, do me a favor, man. Uh, since we're taking a hit from YouTube being lame, uh, come on over to YouTube real quick, guys. I think we should be safe from this point forward. Come on over to YouTube, watch it on YouTube, and like the video for me. Um, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, all right, so that we can help get the engagement. We lost a few, a good amount of viewers, actually, uh, a couple hundred uh, from this whole BS. Um, but, yeah, come on back over. And I knew it. And that was covered up. Did you know there was helicopters dropping down from the sky? Deputy sheriff with decoys picking me up four or five months before my arrest. <laughs> it was covered up. But nonetheless, nobody ever asked me these the questions. Whether the cops were following you or not, I Oh, whether the cops were following me or okay. not, Eileen, okay, what? Let's say, let's say the cops were following you. Yeah. Let's say they were following uh -huh. you and they did everything that you're, you're saying they did. Uh-huh. Nonetheless, yeah. you killed seven men. Yes, you did. And I'm asking you, what got you to kill the seven and men? And I'm telling you because the cops let me keep killing them, Nick. Don't yeah, you not, get it? Not everybody is killing seven people. So there must have been something in you that was getting you to Oh, do you that. are lost, Nick. So I was a hitchhiking hooker. Right. Running into trouble. I shoot, shoot the guy if I ran into trouble. Physical trouble. The cops knew it. When the physical trouble came along, let, him, let her clean the streets. And then we'll pull her in. But That's how come why. there was so much physical trouble? In just, it, because it was all in one year. Seven people in one oh, year. Oh, well. Oh, well. 
lack of you guys can see like very callous doesn't care and and i think the reason why she doesn't care is because she's brainwashed herself to think that these guys were going to hurt her that they're rapists and she's doing yeah. god's work whatever a lot of the time these serial killers guys they'll go ahead and they'll use some like divine intervention for why they commit the crimes if you guys remember the railroad killer case he basically said that like he had been getting voices in his head that he had to kill these people like this is common where they know what they're doing is egregious. So for them to kind of take away some of that accountability and that feeling of guilt, they go ahead and try to um, rationalize or justify their heinous actions. And this is uh, no different here. She's using the guise of they were going to grab me or these guys are evil men uh, to go ahead and feel better about what she was doing. But why not say now? Because I'm out of retaliation for taking my life like this and getting rich off it. All these years in, in total pathological lying. Yeah, thanks a lot. I lost my fucking life because of it. Couldn't even get a fair trial. Couldn't even get a fair investigation or nothing. Couldn't even have my appeals right. You sabotaged my ass, society, and the cops and the system. A raped woman got executed. It was used for books and movies and shit. Ladder climbs, re-election, everything else. I got a big finger in all your faces. Thanks a lot. You're inhuman. You're an inhumane bunch of fucking living bastards and bitches. And you're going to get your asses nuked in the end. And pretty soon it's coming. 2019, a rock's supposed to hit you anyhow. You're all going to get nuked. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> she said you're gonna get your ass nuked. you're gonna get your asses nuked she said as she predicted in 2019 well you know i ain't gonna lie we are close to nuclear war in 2023 it's not iraq but it might be russia um or china so i guess she's kind of right about that yeah. um but yeah guys remember because in 2002 we were talking about invading iraq so that's why she said why that's why she's saying that this woman is She's crazy, We're right? Her thumb Off right her now. fucking rocker. You don't take fucking human life like this and just sabotage and rip it apart like Jesus on the cross and say thanks a lot for all the fucking money I made off of you. Now she's comparing herself to Jesus. And not care about a human being and the truth being told. Now I know what Jesus was going through. Oh my God. They've been trying to tell the truth and I keep getting it stepped on. Concerned about if I was raped, if I... I'm not giving you book and movie info. I'm giving you info for investigations and stuff. And that's because, guys, keep in mind that at this point, you know, they were filming the movie um, oh my Monster. God, that's a scary face. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. They were filming <laughs> the movie uh, Monster. There were books being written about her, et cetera. That people were making millions upon millions yeah, of dollars. Because remember, true. she was the first female serial killer, Allegedly. guys. So this was big. So obviously, she feels some type of way, you know, just to give you guys a, a glimpse of what was going on in 2002. We we're about to invade Iraq. 9 11 had just happened. The movie was in production. Uh, on her story everyone's making money on this situation except for her even her mom was going that was never in her life reached was, out, was yeah. reached out and was trying to make money on this so at this point she feels like the world's against her not to justify her craziness here but i'm trying to give you guys some insight as to why she's responding the way that she's responding right now during this interview and why she's trying to avoid giving answers that would allow people to monetize off for her she's looking at it like i'm going to tell this conspiracy theory to take um, accountability away from myself, but I don't want people to profit off me, which I think is another reason why she gave such a crazy explanation as to her actions. That's it. We're going to have to cut this interview, Nick. <laughs> I'm not going to go into any more detail. I'm leaving. I'm glad. Thanks a lot, society, for railroading my ass. Okay, let's go.
I love how she calls him Nick. I think that's hilarious. It makes you want- <laughs> we have yeah. to end, end this interview, Nick. That woman's a man. All right, now this is her coming clean before she dies, guys. Okay. I got a message that Eileen wanted me to come meet her at the local jail. She had something to say. Okay, I cannot go in the execution chamber and die in the execution chamber as a liar. And I here we go. Cannot go in the execution chamber and be executed under the devil. I have to come clean and cleanse my spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, so I have to come clean and tell the world. And just so you guys know, another reason why she got the death penalty is because she actually said to herself that if she was released into society or if she stayed in prison, she would kill again. She will kill again, yes. The lies that went on through my mouth. I mean, now prosecutors and well, the cops. And that, you, and that you killed seven men. Huh? That you killed those men in cold blood. Yeah, and I got to come clean that I killed those seven men in first degree murder and robbery. Ain't no grape, right? And and I tell you all the time, man, girls will go ahead and make bullshit accusations to justify a lot of their bullshit actions sometimes. But what she say, oh, I got grape, blah, blah, blah. She never got grape, man. Even from the first victim who was a actual grapist, he didn't even do it. So. As they said, they had it right. A serial killer. Not so much like thrill kill. I was into the Robin biz. I mean, you know, serial killers are in this thrill killing jazz. I was into the robbing just and eliminate a witness. But still, then again, I got a number, so it's serial killer. But I'm coming clean before I go in that execution chamber and be executed that uh, I killed them. And so like when this. you met them from the beginning, did you know that you were going to kill them when they picked you up in their cars? I pretty much, <clears throat> I pretty much had them so, uh, selected that they were going to die. But when you're saying that... That's crazy. So she knew, right? Could you imagine, guys, like, you meet somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm going to kill this person. And you have no clue. You think you're about to get your dick sucked next thing you know? Ew. Bong! <laughs> Gone. You know? And it wasn't until this woman is about to die through lethal injection that she finally realized, I need to come clean. And she killed all of her victims simply because... She wanted to eliminate a witness. And here's the other thing, too, too, that the prosecution argued. The prosecution argued that she killed them, you know, just to kill them. And it wasn't self-defense like she had claimed in the trial. And the reason why they knew that is because when she went back to her lover, right, she she never told her that any of the guys had abused her. She just said, no, I wanted the money in the car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So even in her, you know, closest confidant, she didn't tell her anything about this. That's how they also knew that she was lying. So and then with some of the victims... When they did autopsies, they saw that none of these men had had sex, as she claimed. Right? Yeah, there was no, there's no seam and nothing. Yeah. They didn't find any of the scene. Like they, they knew that a lot of times she would kill them before any type of sex even occurred. Yeah. So, yeah. You have anything else? Anything, Angie? No. No, just it. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get back to it. Um, there was no self-defense, so there was no self-defense. Yeah, there was no self-defense. Uh, I'm being really straight up about mm -hmm. everything. There's no self-defense. I'm really sorry what happened about everything. I, I was in, in this, this, to me, this world is nothing but evil and all of us are full of evil one way or another. And whatever we do, we have evil in us. All of us do. Mm -hmm. And my evil 
would just happen to come out because of the circumstances of what I was doing, hitchhiking, hooking, mm-hmm. on the road. I was a homeless person all my life. Mm-hmm. And then the hitchhiking, hooking, I learned off the homelessness and, and cruising all over the United States of America and stuff. And so learning how to be a hooker as a hitchhiker right. eventually got tiring in the end. I carried the gun for protection, but then I got where I was getting a real problem and our rent was due $1,200 behind. The Tyra was doing a lot of beer drinking and stuff. She wanted to go out. And back then, guys, that'd be the equivalent to about 2400 nowadays. Uh, this is in the 90s. Uh, roughly with the inflation, it's been about double. So... Uh, yeah. all the time so she was burning up the money i was making i, I was ma- see that point uh, that and not, again not to rationalize her killing but i was telling y'all before she the, her you know terrible looking lesbian girlfriend right was who she was supporting had alcohol habits so she had to support not only her own drug and alcohol habits but her partners and yeah. she was also providing for her and getting her a, a hotel so um yeah you know she decided let me just start robbing and killing these guys so that we can go ahead and go from hotel to hotel Making good, about two, three hundred a day, sometimes. sometimes did she, and did she know what you were doing? Oh, yeah, Ty always knew everything I was doing. So you were very close. Yeah, we're. All right, <laughs> that look. <laughs> and I still Aww. miss her, and I still love her. That's so cute. And I'm really, and I'm really sorry about everything I've done. I, I miss Ty. I lost Tyra over this. And then the people that lost their loved ones and everything. I, I really think first about the people that lost their loved ones and then tie second. Because I have to put them in first on this whole thing. I'm really sorry for, the, you know, them losing their and loved the, ones, man. And, I know the feeling. And what about with, with Richard Mallory? Because you gave that testimony with Richard Mallory. Yeah, Richard Mallory is definitely was not self-defense. Richard Mallory, I killed him. And that was the guy that was the actual rapist, guys. Yeah. Um, who, who, who people did believe her a little bit. And this is where the movie was incorrect. The movie actually showed that he was, like, raping her. Um, I'm surprised that the family didn't, like, sue the movie for that. It's a very graphic scene. But, uh, yeah. For, he had, uh, I needed his wheels to move the stuff, and he had the right amount of money I needed to move into the apartment, so... But what about the testimony that you gave in court about? Oh, that's just, like I was saying. About the visine and. Oh, I was just doing a lying biz. It was just my lying gig, trying to beat the system. Really? So that was really all, none of it was true? Because in court you gave such a graphic description of what had happened with and that's the part of the movie that isn't accurate where they depicted him as raping her in the movie and that's why she killed him that was her first kill i, I will go ahead and say that maybe they never like sue anything because it was so unclear because she defended it up until the end yeah. that she was great Graped, yeah so and then and then people would be like well he is a convicted rapist yeah, so exactly. like so, uh maybe she's telling the truth here so yeah, yeah. so uh and then, uh, yeah, if you sue, like, you ain't gonna make no money. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. it's like pointless. Yeah. But oh also, no, sorry, I'm not suing the 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 movie production company that made the movie. Yeah. But, and also remember that when they found their body, it was all discom- discomposed. So yeah. they they probably didn't find any. Oh, evidence any to the contrary. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing yeah. too. 
After sitting around thinking how I could drum up a story. Which is probably why she was able to get away with that lie for so long. Yeah. is because they couldn't find evidence to the country because his body had been so badly decomposed mm -hmm. by the time they found him. Story. You know. <laughs> so it was pretty convincing. Was it? That's sad. Well, I thought Look at so. that. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Somebody said, well, I love her smile. I've died. And it's not, and it's not. She's that, even surprised that they believe their bullshit lie. You just decided that you wanted to die and you wanted to get it over and done with, that you changed your story. No. The reason is, is it's serious. You, there's no way, and nobody should go in that execution chamber dying on a hope for a lie and a, even by the second make it out of this thing on a lie. But I heard, you know, that you just couldn't stand being on death row after 12 years. Nick, I'm not, this is the last time I'm going to say it. You have to kill Eileen Warrens because she'll kill again. Oh my God. Tell me that's not crazy. It is. Your crazy face. Okay. Um, and then this is the movie right here. Oh, yeah, this is, oh, sorry. This is, a man, Hollywood that's, obviously that's did this on purpose. Right huh? That's the poster here. Oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is the poster of the movie. Yep, monster. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, guys, that, that pretty much sums it up, man. Uh, that is Aileen Warnos for y'all. Uh, mm -hmm. Crazy female serial killer, man. Um, and you got anything for, and, the, for yeah, the people? Yeah, guys, I mean, when I said it, that it was cute, I think I still find it cute that she she loved her lover until the end. I mean, that's romantic, but... I, I mean, it's hopeless as gay. It's still hopeless because that that fucking lesbian bitch that the lover, <laughs> the lover didn't like get at all. Like I don't think she ever loved her because she was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Just get him in jail. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She just was using her. I think to be yeah. honest with you, for she money was and just using her, which is lame. But this girl, she felt she saw what it was like to be a man. <laughs> Aileen would felt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! All right, HK became a YouTube member. Shout out to you. Uh, Jerome P goes, Mr. Myron, you really think that being a pothead is nothing but detrimental? I know successful potheads are rare, but do you really think the green will always hold you back? Yeah, Why bro. For most people, head? it will, man. It really isn't worth it. Um, are there people that can still perform while being high? Of course, but most aren't. So I, oh. you know, I'm going to give advice that's best and conducive to most people's success. For most men, it's going to be an inhibitor of your success. Um, Lady Gaga Drip. Uh, became a YouTube member. Shout out to you. Welcome to the team. Uh, I feel you, Myron. No more Waka interviews. Yeah, man, I was disappointed, bro. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um, the last Ryan Dawson episode was hilarious with the bells. Yeah, bro, that shit had me dead. Uh, L-Tube. Yeah, I know, Joy. Uh, that ain't accountability. That's coke ability. She looked like Mich Michael Michelle Myers. Michael needs to control his girl. <laughs> I see what you did there. The other night, one girl claimed Chris touched her. Yeah, that was Cap. Um, and Icy was yelling at her because of that. Would you guys do an interview with the Hot Swins? Absolutely, bro. Uh... I, I, I got to reach out to them. I reached I reach out to them on their Instagram, but I don't think they use that shit. But uh, yeah, it'd be great to have them on. They call themselves the conservative twins now. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, I think um, I think that's it, man. Guys, don't forget to like the video. Um, Angie, you got anything for the people before I close out here? No. No? No. Profound. Uh, guys, <laughs> like the video on your way out. Subscribe to the channel. I'm going to put this Instagram. thing. Uh, yeah, follow on Instagram, FedReacts. Um, Angie yeah. manages that. Um, and also... Uh, I'm going to have the timestamps up. Don't worry, guys. When the stream was suspended and everything else like that, it'll be back up when I put it on YouTube. Um, or excuse me, when you watch it on the replay. So, uh, yeah, man. Love y'all. Catch you guys on the next episode of Fed Reacts. Um, we'll have an episode for you guys on Thursday. I'll probably cover the Melly trial throughout the week, uh, a couple of the days here this week. And, uh, yeah. Peace out, guys. See you tomorrow for Fresh and Fit uh, at 7 p.m. for Money Monday. Peace.
special agent with Homeland Security Investigations, okay, guys? HSI. This is what Fed reacts covers. Defender Jeffrey Williams and Associate Weissel did commit the felony. So here's what 6 9 actually got. Conspiracy. This attack shifted the whole U.S. government. This guy got arrested. Espionage, okay? Trading secrets with the Russians. John Wayne Gacy 